93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, March 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a massive water main break sent water shooting into the air and flooded the street in the city's Crescentville section Monday morning. It started at 3 a.m. on the 300 block of East Godfrey Avenue. Neighbors say they woke up to the sound of gushing water outside of their homes. Some reported seeing a water main break spraying about 20 feet into the air. The water was hitting electrical wires that are directly overhead, and the runoff mm-hmm. formed a stream on the flooded street. Uh, so far, there are no reports of evacuations and traffic obviously being detoured from the area. Police announced an investigation into a St. Patrick's Day celebration that turned violent in Delaware County. Uh, <laughs> 6ABC obtained a video that shows a Chester police officer striking a young woman in the face with a weapon after the woman appears to push him. Police say they responded to reports of a riot Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. in the 900 block of East 16th Street. Investigators say a violent altercation broke out when a group forced its way into a party inside of a home and assaulted several people. Moments later, police say 20-year-old Dominique DeFiore struck a police sergeant and was taken into custody. Chester police say DeFiore uh, struck the police sergeant first. In part of a statement released Sunday, Chester Police Department Chief James Nolan said a partial video of the event is circulating on various social media platforms. The incident, the video, the level of force using connection with the event are all currently under investigation. In addition, the woman arrested, uh, to the woman arrested, police also took into custody 20-year-old one-year-old Sean Conley, 20-year-old Tess Herman, and 18-year-old Jaylene Westfall. Video also shows a second altercation with an officer and another woman. It's unclear if she's the one of the four people that were arrested. Widener University released a statement saying that the four people arrested were not students at the school. New guidelines recommend against taking daily low-dose aspirin to prevent strokes and heart attacks in healthy older adults. (laughs) This is killing me! You can't win! Wait, what? No, I, I've been They're doing changing that for, their minds. I've been doing that for, I did that for a while, and then I stopped, Dr. Mike. They said say to take stop. like a baby aspirin. Right. Yeah, yeah. So if you're at risk or whatever. If you... um, and by the way, eggs are bad for you again. No, okay. no, no. no. Yeah. If you're at risk, If yes. you're at risk, yes. If you're at risk, It's yes. still okay, yes. Okay. So the age-old approach is no longer recommended for older adults who are not uh, at high risk of heart disease or who already have it. The American College of Cardiology and the American Heart Association announced the new guidelines on Sunday. The guidelines say that doctors may consider aspirin for certain older high-risk patients, including those having trouble lowering their cholesterol or managing blood sugar. That's as long as there is no increased risk for internal bleeding. John Hopkins cardiologist Dr. Roger Blumenthal, a co-chair of the new guidelines, said it's much more important to optimize lifestyle habits and control blood pressure and cholesterol as opposed to recommending aspirin. But for anyone who's had a stroke, heart attack, open heart surgery, or stents inserted to open clogged arteries, aspirin can save their lives. They also flip themselves again, Kathy, because they say now the best course of action is excessive drinking and vaping. So, oh, yeah. Good Which news. Which tends to run contrary to what we were hearing before. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Sixers beat the team with the best record in the NBA, winning 130-125 to over the Milwaukee Bucks yesterday afternoon in Wisconsin. 
Joel Embiid scored 40 points and had 15 rebounds, and Jimmy Butler added 27 points to lead the Sixers to the victory. With the fourth win in a row, the Sixers clinched a playoff spot and moved into sole possession of third place in the Eastern Conference. There are only 12 games remaining in the regular season, and the Sixers are one game up on the Indiana Pacers, two games up on the Celtics, and four games behind the Toronto Raptors. Up next for the Sixers is a game in Charlotte against the Hornets tomorrow night. The Flyers came back to beat the Penguins last night yeah. in Pittsburgh. James Van Riemsdyk scored with only 18 seconds left in the third to tie the game at one. Then Sean Couturier scored with only four seconds left in overtime to lift the Flyers past the Penguins 2-1. to one. It is the first time in NHL history that a team beat the same opponent multiple times in a season in games where they scored a tying goal in the final 30 seconds of regulation. The Flyers, who moved within six points of Columbus for the second wild card in the East, are back home tomorrow night with the game against the Montreal Canadiens. With Phil Booth and fellow senior Eric Pascal leading the way, the 25th-ranked Villanova Wildcats became the first team to win three consecutive Big East tournaments, holding off Seton Hall 74-72 to on Saturday night. The Wildcats finished the regular season at 25 and nine and were rewarded with a sixth seed in the NCAA tournament. The Cats will face the 11th seeded St. Mary's on Thursday in Hartford and the Temple Owls are also headed to the big dance seated 11th in the East region and will face Belmont in the first four in Dayton, Ohio tomorrow night. If the Owls advance, they will be in the East region and face six seeded Maryland on Thursday. Temple is making their 33rd NCAA tournament appearance and their first since 2016. Head coach Fran Dumfrey Fran Dunphy in his 13th and final season with Temple is making his 17th career trip to the tournament. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're back uh, from a little trip, little getaway in uh, Clearwater, Florida, and everybody survived. Everybody yes. made it back on the uh, the travels home. Seemed pretty uneventful traveling-wise, right, for most everybody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. No I, drama? I, I was tired yesterday, though. I was, I was so tired all I day. I know, same here. But it was fun. It was a great yep. trip. Yep, we absolutely had a really, really Really good times, playing pictures, videos coming, and so forth for our excursion. We will alert you when that stuff is available online. Uh, let's see what we have going on for today. We have a new Word of the Week prize being a Monday. We reset, and we have a trip for four to the premiere of uh, WB's movie Shazam. And this is going to be in L.A. We're sending you to the uh, TLC Chinese Theater. And this will be on Thursday, March 28th. So that's a pretty sweet deal. While we were at the airport... In Philadelphia, we met somebody who won one of our uh, oh, trips. Oh, that's right, yeah. She won a trip to the Bumblebee movie, and oh, she yeah. was and it, at the same, at the exact same, same theater deal, and everything. Same deal, same whole, everything. She, she was going on. She loved it. Yeah, how much fun it was. So these are great trips. And Preston, she had a whole bunch of close-up, hanging out, selfie pictures with the celebrities and the stars. Man. It was pretty wild. Yeah, so that can happen. So we yeah. will... Uh, do the letter today for the Word of the Week prize coming up at the end of the program. Give that away on Friday, so stay close because we'd love for you to win that. Uh, Guest-wise on the show today, we have two guys, two friends that uh, we haven't seen in a little while. Todd Harriman's and Riley Cote ah. are stopping by together, and they are part of the Hemp Heels Foundation. They are co-founders of them. We haven't checked in with those guys in a little while, so we'll see how they're doing couple of big fellas. Hemping like nobody's business. Yep. Uh, so they'll be popping in in the 8 o'clock hour. And then we have an announcement in conjunction with our lesson questions. So our lesson question prize today is also an announcement of a show that we will get to later on this morning. So we'll surprise you with that a little later on today. So these things and more are the order of the day. We have a host of entertainment stories I want to run by you as well as a stupid question. So why don't we go ahead and take our first break, come back in a second, and get to that very thing. We'll return in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us this Monday morning with the President Steve Show. 
This 93.3 WMMR audio on-demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Today's stupid question, we give away a pair of tickets to see Dane Cook. He's going to be at the uh, Met on Saturday, March 30th. And the question that I have is a musical one. Who became the first female singer to have four top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off of a single album? Mm. That's an interesting one. All right, so once again, who became the first female singer to have four Top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off of a single album. 215-263-WMMR is a number. Going to have to dig around a little bit for that one. I have some birthdays to run by you. Today being Monday, March 18th, celebrating a birthday today, is Adam Levine. And Adam happens to turn the big 4-0 Big 4-0 for Adam Levine. That is correct. And career's sort of on fire. Yeah. The voice I... fuels Maroon 5 and Maroon 5... Fuels the voice, a and bit. that's that's the thing. I mean, I always thought as Maroon Five is kind of a like a mid level yeah. band, personally, yeah. pop, pop rock, whatever you want to call them. And then the voice thing really, really got him high profile. I didn't know they had as big as a, a fan base, base as they did. I got to tell you, Preston, though, when he and Blake go at it, it's a hoot, isn't it? A hoot. <laughs> you know, it Those seems two. like they're fighting, but I sense they like each other. <laughs> Those scamps. Oh my gosh, the things they say are rude. <laughs> But they played, um, Maroon 5 played at the beach a couple of years ago. It was huge. In Atlantic yeah, City. Yeah, yeah. And it was a massive uh, uh, turning out of, uh, of crowds. So uh, 40 years old today. Actress Lily Collins. Lily. Wow, she's 30 years old. Uh, she, she will perpetually be like a... She's, she's cherubic looking. She's, yeah. she's younger yeah. and uh, sort of age defying. But 30, not that 30's that old. But yeah, yeah she always, always think of her as like 18. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's Phil Collins' daughter. Yes, it is. Um, we had her in the studio. She's every bit as stunning in person as yeah. she is on the screen. Yep, so she's celebrating her 30th birthday today. Queen Latifah uh-huh. is uh, 49 today. I just heard her on that uh, was it Strayer University uh, yep. commercial there just yep. a second ago. Where yep. she gets her honorary degree. <laughs> I guess <laughs> so. the TV commercial. Yeah. It took about a half hour, didn't it? Mm. Uh, so she turns uh, 49 years old today. One of the worst interviews we've ever had. Really? President Steve show. She really was not awake for it. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I, I almost don't want to blame her. Be- well, I mean, obviously, you got to blame her. Yeah. Uh, because she was on the interview. But uh, I, I want to say, I don't think she normally would be as rude as she was. I we're, just think she was dead tired. We were looking forward and, to it. And somebody handed her the phone. They were yeah. like, hey, that may have wake happened. Up. Yeah. There may have been a misscheduled issue mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, who knows, man, whatever. But it was a lousy interview. She's 49. Uh, Vanessa Williams. Always love Vanessa Williams. Absolutely. Uh, she's 55 years old today. I thought she was a, a little older. She's probably that, a little bit older. I think that's probably a bit of a fudge. But uh, yeah. one of the most beautiful hmm. 
Miss Americas, right, or Miss uh, USA? Miss America. Miss Americas yeah. ever. Yeah. And that ended in a little bit of scandal. Yes, she had done some. Uh, she had done a photo session uh, with another girl, and it was pretty graphic. Uh, she was lesbian wise. Uh, yeah, enjoying a tuna sandwich. And uh, that was there was some blowback from oh. that, and they had to take her crown away. What? It was more than just nudes. Oh yes, it was. It was. It was. That's what it was. That's what it was. Absolutely. There was some yep. going some on there. <laughs> and a little bit of... Click, click, click. Uh-huh. Even, even more. Uh, but uh, she is 55. Yeah, do a little research on that. You're All right. Very... And the pictures are great, by the way. She should have gotten an extra award for that. I agree. And then she... Yeah, she had a bit of a singing career. This is my well. song. This, this is, is it? my song. I used to work out in a place at WDRE in New York, and they had the music system pumped in. And this song would be playing as it's working out. I'd be like tearing up. <laughs> yeah. Doing your squat thrust. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't even finish this squat. <laughs> what was the name of the song? Oh, save the, save best the Best for, for Last. last. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I saved the best rep for last. Uh, she's... <laughs> I'm leaving it in the gym. Give it all you got. I'm leaving it in the gym. Yeah. Everything you got. Yeah. So she's 55. Uh, you know what I said? We're, we're giving away for the stupid question. Tickets to see Dane Cook. Well, yeah. it's his birthday today. How about that? Mm-hmm. Dane Cook is 46 years old. Today. You know what I forgot about Dane Cook? Mm-hmm. Never. It looks sort of my story. Doesn't drink. Has yep. never been drunk. Has yep. never done drugs. Mm. So we share that common spirit. Nice. Uh, happy 46. We don't share the, what, 19-year-old girlfriend that he has? No. Oh, yeah, that's seriously? right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actor Brad Dorif. Is uh, 68 today. First came to light in uh, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Tragic character of Billy Bibbit. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't make it. Uh, Child's Play, he's Chucky. He's Chucky. He's the uh, the voice and, and the actual human being at the beginning of, of Chucky because Chucky becomes his, uh, this guy's soul gets put into the doll. Yes. That's uh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. He looks at Go ahead. Is he the new Chucky? Because there's another Charles There's a new Chucky, out. and I, you know, I don't know he should be because I was telling you, Preston, I just watched uh, Leprechaun Returns last night, and it yeah. was not Warwick Davis no. as Leprechaun. I'm sorry. That movie suffered because of that. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, he was all, Brad Dorif was also in uh, Deadwood and uh, Dune. He played Piter in Dune. He's uh, 68 today. And uh, the original, from what I've known, I've been told, and I was not aware of this, the original Worldly known good guy. The worldly known good guy? Yeah, the first person ever to be <laughs> characterized as a worldly known good guy. Does anybody, I didn't remember who it was. You remember I who do it was? not know. Yeah. It did. was Kimo yeah. Timonen. Oh, my God. Well, he's a worldly known good guy. Of your Philadelphia Flyers, and he is uh, 44 today. <laughs> Nick had uh, Man, characterized love- him as a worldly known good guy. <laughs> Just trying to get through the sentence. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have all been there, Nick. Oh, yeah. and there, yeah, just listened. as you round the turn into the predicate, you're like, "Oh boy!" And you hear it. You, you know, Nick, words are coming yeah. out of your mouth. You're oh, like, what, "What am I saying? I Nick, don't know." It's what you've been come to know, Nick. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't like, worry about it. Uh, so he's 44 today. All right. Well, see if we get an answer to this stupid question. I think it's going to be difficult to get this one. Uh, who became the first female singer to have four top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off? Of a single album, 215-263-WMMR. I'll go to Chad. Hey, Chad. I have no underwear on. <laughs> he has no underwear on. Uh, what is your answer, sir? Mariah Carey. Nope. Oh, sorry. That's a good guess. I'll go next to John. Hey, John, good morning. Morning. Uh, well, we didn't buzz you because you haven't given us an answer yet, but uh, what, what uh, singer are we talking about? 
I'm going to guess Diana Ross. Nope, it's incorrect. Oh. Sorry. Another good guess. Let me go to Christine. Hi, Christine. Good morning. Good morning. All right, who became first female single? I have four. Top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off a single album. Katy Perry. Nope, incorrect. Ooh. Let me wow. go next to Tom. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Wonderful. How you doing? Good. Tom, you know the answer? How's Whitney Houston? No, sir. He's Man, all, of my, all on my list are getting knocked off. Let me go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Kathy. Um, my guess is Madonna. Nope, incorrect. This is a tough one. Uh, let me try one more, and then we'll move on with a story, and then uh, come back some calls if we don't get it here. Hi, Steve. You're on the air. Good morning. Tiffany. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany. Tiffany. She literally had one hit ever. <laughs> but yeah, she had it four times. <laughs> Name those top, yeah. those four top five Billboard I hits. I think Tiffany. we're alone. We're probably still alone. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you, man. All right. By the way, I listened to that song on Saturday night because it's uh, featured in the Umbrella Academy, mm-hmm. which uh, you guys have watched. And uh, Nick Murphy was like, that's le- like legit one of my favorite songs of all time. Really? So, the Tiffany like, re- re- yeah. cover, huh? It's yeah. actually, it's a fun song. It is. There's nothing wrong with it. All right. Uh, anyhow, we'll go back to some calls in a moment. 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go through the box office. Number one, Captain Marvel once again, followed by Wonder Park, Five Feet Apart. Fourth was How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Uh, then you have Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. No, is this correct? No Manches Frida 2? Sure. I don't know that movie. It was at number six. Followed by Captive State, uh, the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Alita Battle Angel was ninth. And then rounding out the top ten was Green Book. Preston, No Manches Frida 2 is the sequel to No Manches Frida. <laughs> oh, is that? Yeah. This just in. Yeah. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> By the way, it's Dos. Dos. Even though you see the number Dos. two. Sorry. Uh, well, I stand corrected. All right, so here's uh, the, the top story of the weekend. Paris Jackson is playing it cool amid allegations that uh, her late dad, Michael, uh, had molested underage boys. Opening up on uh, Twitter, the model wrote that the allegations raised in the HBO documentary Leaving Neverland aren't hers to discuss. And she's also denying reports she landed in the hospital after what... Some are saying is a suicide attempt. Yeah, that was reported all over the place. When I got back on Saturday, I was seeing it, and then that changed. Uh, Tony M., a public information officer with the Los Angeles Police Department, said at about 7.28 a.m., officers responded to the 7200 block of Hillside for an ambulance attempt uh, a suicide. Uh, the victim was transported to a local hospital. Uh, Paris had an accident this morning, a source tells People Magazine, that required medical treatment. She is currently resting at home and doing fine. Uh, She also addressed the rumors on Twitter, writing lies, 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 OMG, and more lies. And as far as the abuse allegations, uh, her dad, she said, there's nothing I can can say that hasn't already been said in regards to defense. That's Uh, true. She's talking about her cousin Taj is doing a perfect job on his own, and I support him. I don't know what that means. I think Taj, from what I'm learning, Preston, might be the one who's handling all the finances for the family. Okay. Or at least a good portion of them. Paris continued by saying, but that's not my role. I'm just trying to, and trying to is spelled T-R-Y-N-A, just trying to get everyone to chill out and go with the flow. Be mellow and think about the bigger picture. That's me. Uh, when That's she, the way she rolls. That's her jam. When she got flack from critics who questioned her for not defending her own father, she clapped back, I am defending him in my own way. And this isn't the first time that she's spoken out, alluding to the accusations made by Wade Robson and James Safechuck in the documentary and claims that she 
believed her dad was innocent. She tweeted, I actually haven't made any statements yet, especially regarding how it affects my work life. You guys are reaching a bit. At least this wasn't disgusting and attacking. Uh, wasn't a disgusting and attacking article, though. So, uh, but you know, she's defended him all along. She's he's he was her dad. So that's you know, of course she's going to defend him, and that's fine. I see no problem with that. Yep, yep. Uh, so as far as the suicide rumor, she said it was all a bunch of crap, and that wasn't the case. Capola, yeah, fake news. Uh, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. Who became the first female singer to have four top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off a single album? 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to go to Craig. Hey, Craig, good morning. Morning. Craig, you know the answer. Uh, hopefully. We'll go Taylor Swift. Nope. Oh! Not Taylor Swift. I will go next to, uh, Lou. Hey, Lou. Lou, uh, how you guys doing? Good, buddy. You know the answer, Lou. <laughs> I'm going to go with Paul Abdul. No. Paul Abdul? Of course it would be Paul Abdul. No. Nope. I'll go to Jim next. Hey, Jim. Sorry about you guys at work. It's all good, buddy. Jim, you know the answer? Carol King? No. Carol King, a legend. Legendary songwriter. No. I'll go to Lisa next. Hey, Lisa. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Lisa. What's your answer? Uh, Rihanna? No. All right, maybe I know, Preston. I'll give a hint in a moment here. Let me go to James. Hey, James. Hey, sorry to bother you guys at work, but I'm going with Cardi B. No, Cardi B. Not Cardi B, not at all. Um, uh, This person's height of fame was in the 1980s. How about Uh, The 1980s, okay. Okay. I'll steer you down that direction. We'll go on to another story, and we'll come back to some calls, see if we can get an answer. Uh, Director James Gunn was fired from Guardians of the Galaxy 3 in July 2018 after offensive tweets of his were resurfaced by conservative personalities. The firing was controversial with fans and the film stars, including Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, and Dave Bautista, openly protesting the firing. And Bautista has been particularly outspoken in support of Gunn. Marvel Studios actually put Guardians 3 on hold amid the controversy. Previously, Gunn had said that it would open in 2020. Well, Walt Disney Studios opted to rehire Gunn on Friday. So they made it official, and wow. he's going to be doing it. Yep. He's he's uh, working on Suicide Squad 2 first, is my understanding. Uh, but uh, I, I like the letter that he wrote, and you can tell he's thrilled, and the fan base in general is thrilled. Yeah, Gunn tweeted his uh, thanks and delight writing that he is tremendously grateful for every person who has supported me these past few months. Uh, when when he was fired, back when this took place, he had issued a statement that said, my words of nearly a decade ago were at the time totally failed and unfortunate efforts to be provocative. I've regretted them for many years since, not just because they were stupid, not at all funny, wildly insensitive, and certainly not provocative like I had hoped, but also because they don't reflect the person I am today or have been for some time. I think that's all legit. Yeah, I think I'm I'm really happy because the movies are so good. And he's honestly, as a filmmaker and as a scriptwriter, he's really talented. His angle on on this stuff is good. The people who work with him are all who people that I seem to put faith in, or I don't know them, but they seem likable. They're worldly Pratt, known good. They're guys. worldly known good cast. Yeah, and I would say okay, and that raccoon seems to like him. Right. <laughs> I think that's CGI. Is it? Yeah, so I think what? that's a real talking raccoon. It doesn't matter. Uh, it, you know I it just bought matter. a raccoon to talk to. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, he's back on board. I honestly, I didn't see that coming. So um, good for him. All right. We'll see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. First female thing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, first female singer to have uh, four top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off of a single album. And I will go to Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Uh, good, Mike. Do you know the answer? Uh, Janet Jackson. No, I would have thought Janet Jackson. Let me go to Tim. Hey, Tim, good morning. 
morning. Tim, do you know the answer? Is it Barbara Streisand? No, not Barbara Streisand. I would have thought Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Let me go next to Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, Jason, you know the answer? I believe it's Cindy Lauper. He's correct. <laughs> Cindy Lauper. First female singer to have wow. four top five Billboard Hot 100 hits off of a single album. I think, can you name them? It's... Well, I would imagine, you know, it's uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, um, the uh, the ballad, Time, Time After, After Time. Time. Um, Is she Bob on that album? I don't remember. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd have to see the track listing. I don't there know if go. it was her first album or her second album. Girls, yeah. girls just want to have fun. Time after time, she bop, and all through the night. And there all you go. Through, I don't remember even night. all through the night. Yeah, Man, she, how did that go? And that was off of uh, She's So Unusual, which came out in 1983. Yeah. I actually, I went through a little phase not that long ago of going back and uh, catching some of uh, Cindy Lauper's old videos and interviews and stuff like that. She's a really, really good singer. She is. Very, and very good songwriter. Voice. Yeah. All right, so but you know what though? She didn't write. She didn't write. Girls just want to have fun. She wrote, she didn't write time after time. Didn't she co-write that? No, Rob uh, Hyman. Hyman from uh, the, um, uh, the oh True the Colors wrote that. True Colors. She did she, she co-write? co-write? If you can check True that, Nick. Mm-hmm. And, and she also played the raccoon in Guardians. <laughs> no, and uh, the uh, girls just want to have fun. Robert Hazard wrote that. Philadelphia guy. Look at that. Yeah. All the talent from here without getting the credit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, True Colors was written by American songwriters Billy Steinberg and Tom Kelly. And Time After Time was written by Rob Hyman, like you said, Preston. <laughs> yep. Turns out she hasn't done a goddamn thing. <laughs> She's just a great singer. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of singers and musicians like Sean Mendez dominated the Juno Awards this weekend. Yay, Juno! Taking home trophies for five of these six categories he was nominated in, including uh, Best Artist, Album, Pop Album, and Songwriter of the Year. Juno Fan Choice Award went to Avril Lavigne. Uh, Mendez, who was not on hand last night at the Junos as he is on the European leg of a world tour, appeared via tape performance. Uh, of his hit single, My Blood. Dear Canadians, I wish I could be there tonight, but I don't want to be there tonight. Uh, nationwide live telecast on Sunday night was hosted by Sarah McLaughlin. Uh-huh. Uh, also appearing Sunday was Sting, who introduced David Foster, the top music producer, as he was awarded the 2019 Juno's Humanitarian Award. Best Country Album went to Brett Kissel for We Were That Song, while the R&B solo recording of the year was nabbed by uh, Jesse Reyes, and Post Malone won for Best International Album, title, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Mm-hmm. Beer Bongs and Bentleys. It's your Best International Album. So international. I didn't know he was Canadian. He's well, not. That category, I guess, obviously allows in someone who's non-Canadian. Oh, yeah, international. international. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dumbass, of course. There you go. All right. Uh, here's another musical note and a sad one. And I bring this up in entertainment news because his music has been used a lot in films. Dick Dale who's pounding blaringly loud power chord instrumentals on songs like Miseraloo and Let's Go Trippin' earned him the king, the title King of the Surf Guitar, passed away at the age 81 over the weekend. He died on Saturday. Legendary this, sound. This is uh, Miseraloo. I didn't know this was originally a, a Greek standard. Did you know that? No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, I read that he got the idea for this song from a Middle Eastern uh, yeah. tune that he had heard. Uh, but he passed away Saturday night. No other details were available. Uh, he liked to say that uh, it was he and not the Beach Boys who invented surf music. And some critics have said that he was right. Uh, an avid surfer, by the way, Dale started building a devoted Los Angeles fan base in the late 1950s with repeated appearances 
at Newport Beach's Old Rendezvous Ballroom. He played Miseralu, The Wedge, Knight Rider, and other compositions all at wall-rattling volume on a custom-made Fender Stratocaster <laughs> guitar. Miseralu, which would become his signature song, had been adapted from a Middle Eastern folk tune that Dale heard as a child and later transformed into a thundering surf rock instrumental. How about that? He said that he developed his musical style while he sought to merge the sounds of the crashing ocean waves that he heard while surfing with melodies inspired by the rockabilly music that he loved. He always kind of looked like he could have been a leading man himself, you know, at least around the time. So yeah. he, he was in virtually all of the Beach Blanket movies with the Ned Funicello yeah, and Frankie Avalon. in fact, when the first uh, series of Beach Party movies made to cash in on the phenomenon was released in 1963, it included Dick Dale and the Deltones performing Secret Surfing Spot as Anne Funicello, Annette Funicello, I'm sorry, danced on the beach. Uh, his star dimmed after the Beatles led music's British invasion onto the pop charts in 64, and his record label dropped him. Uh, his career was also sidelined by a battle with cancer in the 60s and a serious foot infection in the 1970s. That was a result of a surfing injury, by the way. Guy never stopped. Uh, his musical influence, influence was profound and included guitar virtuosos Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan. And movie director, of course, Quentin Tarantino, who selected Dale's Miseraloo, this song, as the theme for Pulp Fiction in 1994. We have a clip of him, Preston, citing an influence that might surprise you. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have that case? Yeah, I'm getting it, buddy. All right. And, oh, come on. By the way, he teamed up with, uh, well, he had, he had actually he launched a comeback in 1987. You remember when Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello did Back to the Beach, Steve? Which is a fun movie. It is a fun movie. It is movie. a really fun. Fishbone's in that movie. They came back as a middle-aged couple returning yeah. their old surfing haunts, and uh, he teamed up with uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan on that. Uh, to record the classic surf instrumental pipeline for that film, and they got a, a pair of uh, uh, Grammy nominations. That's so. awesome. Yeah, exactly. That was yeah, that was a cute movie. It's fun because they make they make fun of. He's the big the big uh, what is Calabunga from, from Down, Down Under. Under. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, him talking about his biggest influence. Gene right? Krupa was my big hero. He was the first man to make drums a solo instrument. I I developed the style of his drumming because I love drums too. So, and that's how. I do that. You can hear the pulse on the one. So I'm playing drums on the guitar. Ah, interesting. Uh, he was. Uh, he regularly visited South Florida, uh, including several appearances at Respectable Street in West Palm Beach. Uh, having beaten cancer in the '60s, he suffered a serious recurrence in 2015. But. His influence will be heard for a long, 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 long time. 81 years old. So sad news there. Hey, the fallout continues for Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman amid the sweeping college admissions scheme that they've been implicated in. One California mother named Jennifer K. Toy, listen to this, oh boy. has filed a 500 billion dollar class action suit <laughs> Come on. against all of the defendants. In the alleged scam. Yes, a half a trillion dollars. Really? Uh, and they've dubbed this, by the way, Operation Varsity Blues, which is pretty fun. Uh, they claim in this suit uh, legitimate applicants to college were denied access due to the, the illegal activities. In the suit, she notes that her son Joshua wasn't admitted to several universities where the fraud allegedly took place despite his 4.2 grade average. Uh, Huffman reportedly paid fifteen grand to improve her daughter's test scores while Laughlin and her husband... 
Uh, Musimo Giannulli had reportedly paid a half million dollars to get their daughters did, into school. Did you see that Laughlin's daughter Olivia is you know super attractive and mm-hmm. she's a you know an influencer on it or was yep. uh, that her grade point average was below the lowest. That <laughs> no, that could, I didn't see. Yeah, really, her grade point average oh, standing was lower than the lowest they would accept. The absolute ass bottom wow. of the of the lowest they would take. Right. She was below that. Hey, uh, a listener just pointed this out over the text board. Uh, one of Laurie Laughlin's earliest roles was Back to the Beach. Shut up. Yes, yeah, she, that's played, right. she played the daughter of an chill on Frankie Avalon. <laughs> she played the daughter in yeah. that movie? So I see a theme oh, for the I've morning. always loved Laurie Laughlin. Funny. Me too. Some of my favorite Hallmark movies and fo- Steve. My secret admirer. My secret admirer. I, I was fell in love with her when that movie came out. Was she out. the love interest in Soul Man too? Now that's a good question. I I'm don't not know. sure. I might be wrong on that. I it's am loving good. all of the stuff, like the the stills from Full House, where like the whole family's in the car, and you know the the quote says, "We're going to pick up Aunt Becky from jail." Or... <laughs> <laughs> there's all those. There, Kathy, there's one where they were talking about fudging a a, a, a and, and admissions. Uh, test and all of this stuff. So <laughs> anything that relates to that has made its way onto the internet. Well, as you said, yeah, her um, uh, her daughter, Olivia, uh, the Instagram influencer and YouTube star, has been dropped by Sephora. We hit that last week. Uh, and uh, Tresemme, is that how you say that? Yeah, Tresemme. Tresemme, thank you. Uh, in the wake of the scandal, uh, she and her older sister were still both attending University of Southern California p- to be determined as what their and other students' statuses will be going forward. So Netflix has also ousted uh, Laughlin from Fuller House. Uh, the fifth season will not include Aunt Becky. Uh, the 54-year-old was also axed from the Hallmark Channel, where she started multiple series. We hit that last week as well. Huffman, by the way, ran a parenting site called What the Flicka, where she offered advice. Uh, the website and it's all now called Go Flicka Yourself, and all social media accounts uh, related uh, to it have been taken down as well. Uh, both Huffman and Laughlin have uh, deleted their social media accounts, although not before a few internet sleuths pulled up some old tweets that they sent out. It was nothing really incriminating. It was just kind of ironic. Some of the tweets that they, so, they saw. I'm left with a conundrum here. I, you know, I'm mad at all this stuff, and and, and I find it all amusing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And yet, there's a part of me that feels bad for the kids if the kids did not didn't have an idea. Yeah. That this was going on. I and, and you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And I could be totally wrong on that. I I think it's it's the, the people who really deserved it and like that four point two. Kid yeah. who had a great grade point average, or yeah. people who really that was a one entree into getting into these schools. It's criminal what happened, but I say know, give them the five hundred billion dollars. Give them the five hundred. Yeah. In fact, give them a trillion. <laughs> yeah. You can raise it, right? Uh, I'm I'm not outraged by it. Uh, I'm, I'm like, okay, you guys. I see what you were doing, and uh, you weren't supposed to do that, and now you're going to get in trouble. But I'm not outraged by it. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. I know. Uh, you know, at a certain point, as kids get older, they become more, they just expect it. Uh, you know, like, you know, they privilege. Yeah. Um, Third leg of the soul. But what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Don't know. Um, aphrodisiac? It is not aphrodisiac, but uh, when I when Ram I think spindle. <laughs> spindle. <laughs> Carte blanche. Uh, it is not. It, carte blanche, my, it's close. Herky jerky. Okay. <laughs> Um, don't, Dollywood. No, but privileged. <laughs> Tennessee. <laughs> he got it. He was almost there. Privileged? No, it's privileged. Oh, privileged. Okay. It's yeah. privileged. Uh, entitled. 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 There, there you go. Was. 
There it so, is. So what's the point you're trying to make? The point I'm trying to make is the, these kids, these little babies that, that become little toddlers, become little kids, become teenagers, become young adults, live these entitled lives. So like, at, But at a certain point... When are they to blame? It's the de facto oh, thing yeah. for them. That, that's that's merely the way they are raised. Are they to blame at 18 or are they the, to blame at 21 or 30? Or is it, you know what, this is just the way that they were raised. You know, it's almost not their fault. I, you know, well, I just think it's I think it's sort of laughably criminally, criminally laughable that the, the parents and their effort to ensure a good future for their kids... Destroyed, actually, potential good futures for at least a couple of them who are already making lots of money as influencers. Yeah. Not that that's a lifelong profession, but what the hell? So this continues, and uh, we'll monitor the situation. We're on it. Mama June, here's something that happened last week we didn't get a chance to touch on. She was arrested on Wednesday with her boyfriend, Gino Doak. <laughs> <laughs> she nervous sparks, Preston. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, she was arrested when uh, someone reported a domestic incident. Uh, TMZ reports that uh, police busted her for felony possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia. Uh, he was arrested for possession and domestic violence. Cops tell TMZ the arrest is pretty serious as the substance uh, she was caught with was crack cocaine. Oh, and the paraphernalia was a needle and a pipe. So I don't oh know what all this is going to mean. So we and yet, will see. They they were out on bail, clearly, because they were seen at some casino gambling together and laughing and Oh really? Yeah, they're at the uh at the um uh the blackjack table. Okay. Yeah. Uh Rob Kardashian shares his birthday with St. Patrick's Day and his daughter Dream threw him a special party beforehand. Uh she is spending the actual day with her mother Black China. His sister documented the party on Instagram, writing, Dreamy Dream. Dream. Wanted to throw her daddy a special birthday party before she goes to see her mommy. Her daddy's birthday is on Sunday, St. Patty's Day, but she got her cousins together to celebrate. And Rob wrote this? I don't know. I don't even know what account this was on. (laughs) You said one of his sisters, I think. Okay. I don't even know what I just said. It's all right. Could you write this? I'm not good. Yeah, his sister documented the party on Instagram. But that doesn't say which sister? Uh, No, it doesn't. But the baby apparently did. Marcia. And threw a. uh, (laughs) How old is the child? Anybody know? (laughs) Uh, Three? Three Three or something like that? Yeah, so Dream did all this. Yeah, wow, man. Yeah, isn't that nice? Dream's an incredibly gifted child. Is this a picture of Black China? Is that her in the jeans? I can't tell. I think so. Holy cannoli, she's gotten big. Yeah. Wow, okay. All right, interesting. You know, Preston, she was always big. That was always her big thing. She was well, I knew super she had huge a big ass. Butt, and, yeah. but, but it looks like... Um, like her front... Some of, of her caught up with her. It uh, looks the like butt. when uh, President Scrooge or Scrooge, whatever his yes, name is, yeah, space balls. And he, gets, he teleports and he's his ass is on backwards. Yes, yeah. that's what her front looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene. Yeah. Where he goes to scratch his ass. It's in front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what else I have for you? Um, Kyle Massey, who was apparently on uh, That's So Raven when he was a kid. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, I know is, this kid. Or guy now. Being sued by a 13-year-old girl who says that the Disney Channel alum sent her sexually explicit messages. That's disturbing. Oh, he's on uh, He's 27 now. now. Oh, all right. So, because the, there's a little kid on that's on it now that looks... I want. I, I want to say it looks. You don't like know her, if he if he's son, turkey, if he's on the current version of this show or not, playing the same. Character. I do not know if he's currently working on that show or not. Um, it just says the Disney Channel alum, which okay. usually means that they graduate used to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the 27 year old that's so Raven alum allegedly sent her texts, images, and videos. TMZ was the first report. Uh, so creepy. I don't, I don't know any more details on it than that. Steven Spielberg and Netflix. Uh, Ted Sarandos 
are making nice after exchanging barbs over whether or not the streaming service should be considered for Oscars. You remember Spielberg yeah. said that they should be considered for Emmys, not Oscars. The Hollywood Reporter spies uh, tell the publication that the pair are making progress in their talks. You and uh, we have no idea how that's going to play out, so we'll see. Spielberg is very passionate about this, and what he's looking to do, in what he believes, is maintain the integrity of the movie theater and the movie theater yep. experience and that whole aspect of it. And that he believes there should be a delineation for uh, you know, the Emmys should cover these movies that are made that go directly to television. Right. And, and to be honest, I, I see both sides. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I mean, if, if like, let's say it's Netflix or something, if if, if this is the case, then they're just going to release it in the theater first, and then... Do you know why I see also a case for Netflix? Movies are released and are on uh, cable and mm-hmm. on Netflix so quickly now. Yeah. You're just talking a brief, a small window. Yeah. And so uh, there, it's obviously synergizing. As people get more and more theater-type setups in their homes, you know, I don't know. I don't know. All right, uh, two more quick stories. Freddie Prince Jr. is set to lead opposite Kennedy McCann in the CW's Untitled Nancy Drew treatment inspired by the iconic series. Oh, she's the, the girl from It. Uh, and the show centers on the 18-year-old Nancy, and in, it's in the summer after high school. Prince will play her father. So we now have Freddie Prinze Jr. who's old enough to play dads on uh, yeah. shows like this. Uh, the 2007 movie had starred Emma Roberts as Nancy Drew with uh, Carson Drew uh, playing uh, played by Tate Donovan. But Freddie, it's going to be Freddie Prinze Jr. Freddie Prinze still looks good, and yeah. he's uh, you know he actually has a very sly, sarcastic sense of humor. He does a podcast with some comedian um, Nick. If you can see who he does yeah. it with, but he's got a he's got a good sense of humor. He's married to. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, I guess how it's pronounced. And then one last story. New Line Sopranos prequel is officially titled The Many Saints of Newark uh, and is expected to hit theaters September 25th of next year. Uh, Series creator David Chase is co-producing and writing. Alan Taylor is directing during the six seasons. It ran on HBO. They got 21 Emmys and five Golden Globes. So they're making a prequel movie, it says. So... Uh, we'll see about that. Josh Wolf, Steve, the uh, comedian we've had Josh him many Wolf. times. Yeah. There we go. Oh, Josh Wolf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he and Freddie Prinze Jr. do a podcast together. Yeah, it's called Prinze okay. and the Wolf. All right. Ah. There you go. Oh, wait. We got to do clips. Clip- hey! Mystery clips, apparently. Ooh. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. oh, do you not know or do. I just looked at it. God damn it. Sorry, guys. Uh, TLC fans rejoice trading spaces. We're back has been renewed for another season. Nice. In this clip, Ty Pennington recalls his internal debate he faced when producers asked him to join the reboot. My first thought was, well, if they do it, make sure they do it right. Because I really have a strong, special feeling about the show because it it, it is an original. It's an OG. I mean, you really don't know what the ending is going to be until you really see that reaction. Uh, You found it. Trading Spaces Season 10 debuted Saturday night, 8 p.m. on uh, TLC. Here's the next clip. Prosecutor, public defender, and deputy district attorney Marsha Clark has now added writer and producer to her list of credits with The Fix. In this clip, uh, Robin Tooney talks about working on a legal drama about a retired prosecutor who returns to the DA's office for a second chance at justice. She's actually writing this, which, you know, it's, it's interesting because when your boss is the most famous prosecutor in the world, you don't want to get in a fight with them. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, the Fix is on tonight, 10 p.m. on ABC, and this, there you go. It's basically like an O.J. Simpson riff. Same uh, sort of storyline, okay. yeah. All right, cool. All right, uh, and with that, we should take a break. Uh, so thank you very much for attending the Entertainment Report, mm. which we played forth for you today. We're going to have our friends uh, Todd Harriman's and Ryan Cote stop by for a visit. We haven't seen those guys in a little while. Talking about the Hemp Hills Foundation. More things coming up as well, including an announcement in conjunction with our lesson question giveaway today. So we'll get to those details a little bit later on. We'll be back in just a moment. MMR rocks. Enough said. So on Friday, uh, of course, we were in Clearwater, as you know, and we were broadcasting from Spectrum Field. We had all these uh, great guys from the Phillies on and had a, a chance to, to dive into that for a little while. We we had heard news while we were there about something that uh, was a real bummer, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it because we were so engrossed in all of what was going on. But the word was that we got is that the Trocadero Theater is closing. Very sad to hear I this. Was, this is- one of our favorites. It's I love that place. Yeah, I've I've always loved going there, and uh, yeah, we found out that uh, that they're going to be selling it, so or they're going to be shutting it down. I don't know one hundred percent what's going what's going to happen. I've been looking for clarification oh, on what the the plans are for it. If someone's going to come in and, and try to um, you know revitalize it as a theater, continue with that, or if it's going to become you know condos or well, I don't know what the hell. But but. Uh, God, the light, Burt Kreischer was just you know, I know. special there, and, and 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 by the way, it never looked better. The truck, it looked I phenomenal. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I just saw a show there a few months ago. You guys, remember the Scott Rogalski of uh, HQ? He did his uh, comedy show, sort That's of variety right. show there. And um, you know, sometimes you go to places like this, especially in Philly, and you can tell that they're run down, that they've seen. Their better days are behind them. I didn't feel that way about the truck at all. No. It just... Oh, really? I think it's a dump. Oh. It's a total dump. The bathrooms are, yeah. are atrocious, but I don't care. You know, it's like. Because it's my dump, you know well, what I mean. Like, I, I, know, I, I know what you mean. The main room I never felt looked bad, but yes, the bathrooms were crappy. I, I, I suppose compared to that. the Met or something like that, like it's mm-hmm. not. It's not that. But I didn't. I don't know. I didn't think it was a dump. No, I I, I agree, Nick. It's it's sort of listen. It, it it was, and I agree with you, Case. It has. That's what the the upstairs area, the bar. It, it had what you wanted it to have, but in the main room, it had sort of a old theatrical feel to it, which I really loved. Yeah. So it, it, it fit within its... I never considered it dirty. It just had a... It had its... I, it, it had character, yeah, I guess, Even Even like, so the backstage area. So so you got to figure, who are you booking here? You're, you want to book, like, these these great artists that, that are used to having, like, nice nicer green rooms now. And um, so... It's not nice back there. It's not nice <laughs> back there. You know? And I'm... I'm not saying anything bad about the no, truck. I understand right? what you're yeah. saying. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think it is run down. I think it's very run down. And maybe somebody will come in and fix it up and make it a little bit better. So you both are dollars? saying that you celebrate the loss of this <laughs> revered institution. And in fact, if it could burn down, you'd be happy. No, no. The way that, Casey, you and I were talking maybe on Friday about um, Finnegan's Wake. And that place was a dump. By yeah. the time we were done with, with St. Patrick's Day broadcast at Finnegan's Wake, it was really run down oh. and, and and pretty much a dump. I, I guess maybe <laughs> the way that I look at the truck is uh, it's not beyond salvageable. Even if it's old and needs some help and needs some, yeah. you know, fresh coat of paint or whatever, I, it, I look at it as like, all right, it's viable. Is it, is, uh, you know, sparkling brand new as, as the Met? No, but uh, I don't think that it should be closed. It's it's uh, dump eek. As you call Dump it. Dump uh, I'll say this, though. Boy, we, for this, as long as we've been on, we have some of the best memories yeah. at some of the biggest dumps. Yeah. <laughs> if you stop and think about it, some of the greatest times that we've ever had as a show and just in general have been, I mean, the truck is full of great events. Also, 
when the the news came out of Preston, I said, it'll always be remembered for us as that one night we almost died because there was a technical god. malfunction with the season finale of that's Lost. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. We, we almost died I, because they almost murdered us. Yeah, I, the, 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 that's when I realized that no matter how much a crowd may love you, they can still turn on you. <laughs> exactly. They, they can turn. It does not matter if you have the most devoted fans or followers or whatever it may be in front no. of you, if yeah. something goes sour, yeah. Yeah. they can turn on you. <laughs> so what had happened is we were watching Lost, and uh, and it was, like Steve said, the series finale. Everybody's waited all year. It may have been like in, in the latter years of the, of the series' life. And uh, at, at, we're watching it, and every now and then you would hear this, like yep. this chirp. Uh, and we're like, what the hell was that? And it started happening, and it started increasing in <laughs> frequency. How often it came up, and beep, beep, and it started obscuring the the oh the uh, uh, the the dialogue, and you could started hearing rumblings in the crowd, and, and you people would... started talking. And we're uh-huh. like, oh my oh, god. god, oh, oh my god. god, and then people started walking out. And it turned out it was a cable box problem. It was overheating. Yeah. And once we got a fan and literally took a tiny, a little bitty fan uh-huh. and and put it on that box, it finally started calming down a little bit. But three quarters of the audience had left by then. Yeah. And they were they were saying stuff. They were really pissed off at us. And it was before the ease of, of everything being DVR'd yeah, and all yeah. that. And it was, oh, my God, I thought we were going to die that It was night. one of those, yeah. And you and I are standing behind the sound booth, and we're like, what are we going to do? I know. There's nothing. It was. We had no sway over what was happening, but there were there were just a ton of times there. I'm more recently pressed in the um, the Mark Summers event. Yep, was really was really fun. Oh, stage. that's right. Yeah, that's right. the yeah. show was great. That was uh, there, huh? That was there. That was yeah, there. yeah. yeah. Uh, and we did the Kill Casey premiere there. Remember, we did. I uh, brought the uh, brought me out in a in a casket and all that. We've yep. done a, a a month. We would do month of stunts, and we did one where it was every every sort of bizarre, life threatening thing that Casey could jam into, you know, a, a month, and uh, that resulted in this uh, DVD that was done. That was really good, and and uh, so yeah, the whole presentation there was great. The, many 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 parties there. The first show I ever saw there was. Back when I worked at WDRE, it was the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Oh wow! I went to see at the at the Trocadero, and and they were in the nineties. It really uh, was a venue for bands of that type that were kind of breaking out, sure. And and uh, and maybe were a lot of punk bands play there. I'm sure Marissa went to a gazillion shows there when she was younger because she was definitely a big uh, concert goer. I'm so glad you said this because I don't remember going there until like college time. Oh, okay. So maybe it just wasn't in my realm and I didn't know it or did, but you're saying Squirrel Nut Zippers played there. So I guess yeah. a lot of bands that I listened to. Yeah. And in fact, uh, yeah, they rattle off and uh, there's an article uh, about this uh, and, you know, uh, just to give you an idea of the the wide range of acts that played there, Sonic Youth, Wilco, Nancy Sinatra, Jeff Buckley, Hole, Tom Jones, wow. Pearl Jam played there in 1992. That's the scene from Evenflow. Yeah, he jumps off of the uh, uh, of the balcony, right? He, no, I said Evenflow, but maybe it's alive. I think it was alive. <laughs> it's alive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see, Bob Dylan played two shows uh, there hey, as well. hey, in 1997. <laughs> um, Eddie Vedder joined Foo Fighters as a special guest uh, on the band's first tour in 1995 at the Trocadero as well. So too much history. Yeah, I, it, it, a little piece of it's like when the the, the Spectrum. 
Yeah. It's going, I mean, great memories. And, yeah. and you, you feel a sense of loss, you know? When was it built, this place? It was built in 1870. <sighs> yeah, it can't go away. And uh, had been a mainstay of the Philadelphia music scene since the mid-1980s after operating as a vaudeville and burlesque house for most of the 20th century. Uh, the owner, Joanna Pang... Uh, they uh, tried to get a uh, uh, an interview or a comment from her. She hasn't reached out yet. The last booked date there is March 31st, and it is Stabbing Westward. Wow. That's a band that would have played there Stabbing back in the Westward. WDRE days. Yeah. So General Grant saw Nine Inch Nails there, Preston. Did <laughs> he? Wow. Uh, it opened as the Arch Street Opera House in 1870. Oh, wow. oh, we have a picture of the front of it. Burlesque theater, it says. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I hope. Listen, this stuff never goes the way you hope, but it, yeah. it, 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 at least label it a uh, you know a landmark or, or something to acknowledge the history there. I mean, well, it's listen. already it's already a, uh, a historical site. Then I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Well, then My it, work is done here, Preston. I'm yes. going to go home. <laughs> it will come back as something else, right? Yeah, They're oh. not just going to like tear it down or turn it into like. Although that would be a cool ass apartment, you know. Um, but I, I, it has to come back as something. I hope so. I was. My, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Case. I was. I was talking with Nick Murphy about this on uh, a dinner on a Saturday night, and you know, we we did all of those those uh, terrible movie nights there. Which were great. Oh, we did Sabrina, the the teenage no no, no. no. teen witch, teen, teen right? Teen witch. We did Teen Witch. We did Just One of the Guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a Mega Shark one. No. Yeah, we did. We did, did. We do Mega Shark. Yeah, I didn't. I, I wasn't there for that one. Okay. Um, we but, had a. It's always sunny screening there. Uh-huh. That's right. No, yeah. but getting to the the horrible movies, I would, you know, I'd love to like close it out with one of those free movie nights on. When they do those on Monday nights or something? I think like that. so. Yeah, I don't know. If they we were doing do a series of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll have to find out. Yeah. We can't let it go without a something. My one of my favorite things about the Trocadero is in the men's room upstairs <laughs> above the urinals uh, were peepholes. That I didn't know. Oh, you didn't know that? No, no. Yeah, a little peephole. You look in there, and it's uh, it's a little bitty, almost like a. Um, you look out of a, uh, a hotel door, you know, with a little peephole there, and there's a naked lady. <laughs> Picture of a naked lady. I actually, I want that. I wa- there, there were a few of them, and if I can get my hands on one, I would like to have a little piece of the Trocadero. It would be the little peephole naked lady thing. That's cool. Because I always found that kind of comforting. Yeah. Um, up there. When you're taking a leak. When you're taking a leak, exactly. there are any other dives at... Uh, uh, that are favorites of yours or places that you wish Man, would never have gone under? I saw some good music at the old Grape Street. I really liked seeing concerts there. And then they've, they've moved at least once, maybe twice. Oh, they moved a couple times, Yeah, they? yeah. So, But the one that I remember back in uh, back in the day in Maniunk was a, a good place to see. I don't, you know what? I don't remember if it was a good place or It not. was fun to go there. I just remember that your music memories. was good. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's what in, informs your nostalgia. Isn't it back there, though? Isn't it, the back. old Grape Street, the new Grape Street? Okay. I think it's back at that location. But it was, like, small and yeah. hard to, like, get up the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> all the things you want in a place. Yeah. 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 Now, there was a place in Old City called Sugar Moms that I thought yep. was just the coolest. Yeah. It, you know, you, you didn't go there unless you knew where it was because it was there. I mean, it was... It was down an alleyway. Well, that was the one a, down in the basement, basement, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the one where my friend lived in the apartment above, and and I stayed in the apartment with and the, the elevator. And the elevator was the loudest. You thought that you were like <laughs> under attack when that elevator moved. But uh, you know, and I was surprised that that had closed because it was always, it was never n- not busy. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, there's also places that have that have 
morphed from what they used to be, and and you sort of lost the incarnation of a place. Like I, I used to love the old River Deck Cafe. It's I mean the building's still there, and it's still you know it's a uh, right. uh, Mad River, right? Mad River, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, but it's uh, and they, they they do a great job. It, there was you know nostalgically, I'll never forget that uh, that River Deck. Uh, by the way, some uh, people are pointing out that uh, they're showing the Big Lebowski tonight. Oh, all right. Uh, cool. Looking at some other places that uh, that are getting texted in uh, 15 North and Westchester. Oh yeah, I remember that place. That was like I saw Love Seed Mama Jump there one Love time. Love Seed Mama Jump. All of them. <laughs> yeah, all, all of those them. bands. We, that was um, where, and I don't, I wasn't there that night, but Bam jumped from. They had an upstairs. We used to go upstairs. Uh-huh. It was five dollars to get in, and then it was like twenty five cent mixed drinks, fifty cent <laughs> beers. Why the mixed drinks were cheaper? Not really sure. Uh, <laughs> Um, that, that ended a lot of nights for me, but um, Bam jumped from that top deck um, or that that top floor. You you could overlook the stage and the dance floor, and he jumped down to the dance floor one time. <laughs> it seems about right. Yeah. Seems about right. Yeah, but they would have live music every weekend. A couple of people texting in. There's a rumor that Festival Pier is closing. Well, they've moved concerts that were scheduled to be there this summer away from there. So Roots Picnic is not going to be there. That's going to be at the Man. Uh, there are no scheduled dates at um, I, Festival we, Pier this summer, but it, oh. it's not necessarily closing. But it is a rumor. Okay, right. probably because all of the concerts are moving. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't. I don't care for the Festival Pier. That's just personal opinion. But I, I don't like standing out on a flat. Uh, concrete surface to watch right. a concert. I mean, right. it's just to me, it's not that comfortable. Um, people texting and I missed the Tin Angel. I saw a show at the Tin Angel one time. Where was that? Was. I never made old, it to the Tin Angel. Old City. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, who else? Uh, North Star Bar. Some texts coming in. You guys ever go to, uh, what was it, the um, Five Spot on Bank Street? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw that come up on the thing. I actually went to a party at the owner of the Five Spots house, which was an old converted church it was so wild man it was like you know they had like roller you know like i guess maybe they got a hold of old roller skates from an old roller skating rink so people yeah. were roller skating all over the place there's a trampoline in there like a swing hanging from the, Where was the ceiling the people who own the five spot had uh, it's like hansel's house in zoolander yeah they turned um a an old church into their home i think they probably still live there so i don't want to give away the address <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And it was just so cool. Well, and I, remember those two guys that would come out and roller skate at parties, like no. back in the nineties? Yeah. They. I mean, they were probably there. I he do. Said you know what I'm talking about? I saw them at the. Uh, I saw them at uh, Rock Lobster one time. Yeah. yeah what what was this like an act? Kind, kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, two guys, huh. and uh, and they would come out and roller skate and do all kinds of tricks and stuff. Yep. Yeah, it was and pretty cool. You know what's funny? I recently saw them. Somebody hired them for a party, and they came out to a party, and uh, they, they were in mobility scooters? No, they, no, they weren't. I mean, listen, yeah, they're older, yeah. but they were doing the same stuff. They were on the dance floor the entire night and really? doing all their tricks. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh. People texting in, uh, the Kyber was another. Kyber the Pass. Kyber. Yeah, it's, it's still there. Is it? Yeah, yeah, because I, uh, I, don't know. I just been... had a burger there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Marissa, <laughs> <the> burger. <laughs> they got good burgers there. Yeah, the Kyber's a restaurant with really good vegetarian uh, barbecue food. If anybody's and, curious. And do they still have uh, music? No, I don't think there's a stage hey, back there let anymore. let me ask you something. <laughs> do they still got good burgers there? Did yeah. anyone mention Dobbs on uh, South Street? Not yet, no. That one. See, I had actually heard a rumor, too, that the North Star was going to be opened by... And I can't remember, but I think the people said that owned the truck, so now I'm really curious. Dobbs, <laughs> actually, there are some texts coming in and say Dobbs, and Dobbs was the one that was uh, name-checked by Eddie Vedder. Little place called J.C. Dobbs back <laughs> in the day. Was, uh, My biggest regret is not going there with Nick McElwain. <laughs> uh, they, that was the first place they played, I think, in uh, in Philly, yeah. Yeah, and an update. Festival PR, there was an article in the Sunday paper yesterday. It is done. 
Oh, wow. No kidding. I think it's going to be redeveloped. Okay. that whole area down there is getting some condo buildings and townhomes Ooh, and such. Wow. Well, what's good? All right, so where are those concerts going to go then? So there's nothing planned there. Roots Picnic is moved to the man. Um, like the uh, Hall of Notes, the Hoagie Fest is taking a hiatus this season. I love that Hoagie Fest. I know. It's that same weekend, though, that like Billy Joel and The Who and everyone are playing Citizens Bank, so mm-hmm. they're taking a bit of a hiatus. But there has been like a few years of rumors that they may be looking at a... Um, Plot of land further up towards Fishtown. Okay. Live Nation. So, right. But they will be having some at Great Plaza. All right. In that smaller mm-hmm. stage where you guys used to have shows. Yep. And I saw the Black oh, that, Keys that, there. That amphitheater? That little, um, yep. yeah. I, I remember seeing the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's there. It was a great show. Yeah. Uh, here's a few other texts. I'm just going to mention some places that aren't around anymore. Club Iguana in Cherry Hill. Oh, Club yeah. Iguana? Well, Not familiar. Well, yeah. Top Dog Iguana. Oh, it's- I... I the, we did, a, clo- yes. we did a mix of that. We actually, actually, I used to host events there all the time. There, they had, there was a schedule, and it was there was a motel, literally, right? I think it was part of the club. Huh. So you'd be out in the dance area, and I don't know how those people could even remotely sleep in those rooms. It's just right adjacent to the yeah. loud music. I mean, the, the, the building is still there. It's got to be something. Club Iguana, <laughs> right on the river. Uh, sham, uh, shampoo. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember seeing shampoo. I never went in shampoo. It was I right was over by the uh, the electric factory. Now, did right? shampoo yeah. have have a uh, like a uh, an alternative lifestyle night or a gay yeah, night? Gay, gay night was like Friday nights or that something. That was okay. big. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, no, a lot of glow sticks and stuff there. A lot of glow sticks. Yeah. yeah. There's a number of Texas places coming in here. Uh, the Pontiac. Uh, what this, is Fat Tuesday still? In? Abilene, I remember that. Oh, what? Abilene. I haven't. You know, I Fat Tuesday still there. I, I've been down south, but Marissa? I don't. Fat Tuesdays is so there, and I keep wanting to bring people over there because you just get those big frozen drinks. That's what they were famous for for years. They Um, continue to be. Remember a few years ago, Live Nation tried to open Club Egypt as Soundgarden Hall? And they had like EDM. I saw Tiesto there. No. Yes. And is there anything there right now in that location? No. I think Soundgarden Hall was the last okay. uh, thing, and now it's just like an office building. So people. Oh, I was having a conversation with somebody who worked in that building, and they were like, "There are like twenty-two-year-olds that have no idea the history of this building, and this was Egypt." Uh, where, where was Egypt? Because I, I did commercials for it, but I never, I never saw it. Delaware Avenue Spring Garden, right yep. there, the, right, right there, the other side of Delilah's. It's on really? the yeah, it's on the other side of Delilah's, and in fact, that's the first appearance I ever did in Philadelphia was at Egypt, and that is when I had my personal meeting with Skinny Joey Morlino, <laughs> and didn't even know it. Yep, I met the guy. He, I guess he was involved in the club financially somehow or another, and the manager, when I was getting paid, introduced me to. He's like, hey, Joe Morlino is one of our owners or something like that. Hey, oh, how hey, you doing? And then, like, a few weeks later, I was at a friend of mine's, and the TV was on. And I'm like, oh, I met that dude. He was on TV. He's like, you met Skinny Joey? <laughs> yeah, why? And then I found out. I was like, oh, Listen, my God. Pestilence Joey, we met at Egypt? There's <laughs> <laughs> a favor I'd like you to do for me. Could you do a shard out? <laughs> that was before we even did shard outs. Uh, yeah, there's uh, some people have forgotten about Fat Tuesday. A lot of people are texting in. We had, <laughs> for Y100, we, we had, uh, you know, we'd always celebrate Fat Tuesday, do a live broadcast. It was as unbelievably loud. Yeah. It was so, it was like what uh, Keenan's is. Yeah. 
in a much more cramped facility. Coolest thing that that ever happened there was when Tiffany came by. Oh, my God, yeah. And Mr. Green Jeans was our house band, and Tiffany got up and sang, I think we're alone now, and killed it. People were going nuts. It It was was so loud, you remember, Preston. We actually had to, on our breaks, take our stretcher headphones out, go outside... Yeah. So that we could do our break. And then so Tiffany's like, and we thought, oh, she's going to do one of the pulleys, one of these things where it's, oh, it's too early to sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Got up. It was awesome. Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to go to uh, Ryan has comment about the Trocadero. That's what we're talking about these places. The Troc is closing. Hi, Ryan. Good morning. Morning, buddy. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, yeah. Growing up, it was our uh, our CBGBs. Agreed. You know, it, was, it was our club that, you know, would do all ages shows. And it, it was a niche a uh, place for me because uh, I grew up on punk and hardcore. So that was like one of the only places that would have bands. Yeah. Touring punk and hardcore bands that you could go see. You could be under 18 or under 21 to go see them. Yep. So but also, fun. It's sad. like a very eclectic stuff, Preston. Remember we went in, they had the uh, the video gamers um, competition yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we go in. That was just, I mean, our eyes were... <laughs> It's <laughs> completely wide. These kids playing these games yep. at super fast speed, but it was wild. They would do stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's sad, isn't it, Ryan? It is. Yeah, especially yeah. if you grew up going to shows here. Uh, thanks for your call, by the way. Yeah, uh, it has a capacity of about 1,200 for general admission shows, played a vital role uh, booking touring bands in the 1990s and 2000s. Uh, tons of uh, punk rock all-ages gigs, as he had just said. Uh, frequently happening on Sunday afternoons. And if you go way back, like W.C. Fields and Mae West. Oh, my God. They performed right there. That's so effing cool. Yeah. They don't do it that much anymore, though, right? Uh, no. no. Mae West and W.C. Yeah, Fields. Fields? Nah. Not years. that I know of lately. They've gone on to bigger venues, I know. That's too bad, man. And, uh, I mean, there's still other rooms similar size, you know, uh, the... Theater of uh, the, the TLA Theater yeah. of Living Arts, uh, World Cafe Live, Union Transfer. Never been to Union Transfer. Me neither. I, I've seen pictures and videos. It looks like a cool venue, but um... and then they, then they name check Keswick Theater. Uh, yeah, Scottish Rite Auditorium. I've never been to Scottish Rite Auditorium before. Oh, that's in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, in I, Collingswood. I think that we have a glut of great we do. places. We really do. Really? I mean, I'll, I'll hold Philadelphia easily up to any other city as far as. Performance venues and options, you know, uh, there's just a ton of places. People come down and people come in from out of town and visit with us. Yeah. And they, well, what's to do around here? And I'll open up, you know, the guide and they're like, they freak out. Yeah. I mean, if you want to have an idea of like what's going on in and around this area, go to Polestar.com. It's P-O-L-L-S-T-A-R.com. And it will do all of the venues and all the, so, I mean, you forget that Wilmington has a couple of decent yeah. theaters. Like the Queen, um, there's another one down there that I'm drawing a blank I gotta on. I got to look that up because, you know what, I've some friends of mine, they, they're always finding cool things that are going on. And you would think in the business that I'm in that I might know of these cool little niche performances and stuff. I never know what We're too busy going on. Well, because, I mean, it's, uh, again, it's the, you got to think of the entire area. And it will, you know, I mean, you can do your search parameters, but you can go out to, like, the Chameleon Club in, um, in Lancaster. And, uh, yeah. you know, you got some places out near you, Sellersville Theater. Yeah. Case you ever go to the uh, First Unitarian Church, somebody just texted that in. It's in. Uh, it's actually where I got married, but it's got a great music hall in the basement. And, no. Uh, it's really intimate. It's loud. And, and in the summertime, it's hot and sweaty, but it's <laughs> fan-freaking-tastic for live music. 
You know what else was uh, at, with the Trocadero? I'm glad somebody texted this in. Uh, Tesla, the five-man acoustic jam. They did their cover of Signs. That's there. right. Was recorded there at the Trocadero. Oh, really? That version that you that you still hear on the radio today. So that's it wasn't the Space People was recorded backstage at the Trocadero. I, I think. Was, was. Yes, it really. It really was. Let yep. me check. That's another piece of history that I had no idea existed within mm-hmm. the... Hallowed halls of the Trocadero keep Theater going, keep going. in Chinatown. There it is. No, they don't come from here. These are the space people. And you know who opened for them? Uh-uh. W.C. Fields. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I like to talk about the space people. I do remember one time, though, we had we did uh, back, way, way back when in the Camp Out for Hunger, one of the incentives was uh, for high schools to get a free concert from a band for the largest donation, and uh, one time we had a high school that won, and the band that was going to be performing was Thousand Foot Crutch, I think. Oh, yeah. And, like, seven people showed up at the show. <laughs> Preston, it was like... It a, was horrible. It was like a beautiful oh, day. It was. It was it gorgeous. It was a gorgeous day. <laughs> it was nobody like Nobody wanted to go the, see a band they'd never heard of before. The middle of the afternoon oh. on a weekend or something. <laughs> that might have been the last time we had that as an incentive prize. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, uh, I think it was. It was we'll like, change it up next we'll year. skip it now. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think it was, man. Wow. Well, it's uh, that's sad. I'm uh, that's unfortunate to hear. That's uh, it's a pretty legendary venue. And and on a personal note, it's important to me. I've seen a lot of great shows there and had a lot of really good times. Likewise, and have been on that stage many, many times uh, with a microphone and talking to the audience and and being up in the balcony and all that stuff. So it was just unfortunate to hear about that. But you never know. Maybe somebody will pick it up. I hope so. Revitalize it a little bit and uh, make it into a a new hot venue. I also like its location. It's actually really good. Easy to get to. Easy to get to. And there's lots of very iffy parking behind. So uh, (laughs) Now, I was parked in the garage. uh, Oh, did you? Over over by uh, the Reading Terminal Market, which is just, I mean, you know, a block and a half down the road. You know what used to be around the corner from there? Mm -mm. Polyesters. Oh, Oh, yeah. What was the song that they used to play for that commercial? I have no idea. It was Casey and the Sunshine Band. Oh, yeah, it's at the very, very beginning of it. There's a, there's a little guitar riff at the beginning of that song. Preston, it goes like this. Do a little I think dance. I like it. Oh, Get Down Tonight? Isn't it Get Down Tonight? Get Down Tonight. I don't know. I get don't down remember. Tonight. <laughs> you don't remember that, Kevin? If it get, starts? If, you'll have to find the song. I don't know if it's Get Down Tonight or if it's um, one or the other, Casey and Sasha. <laughs> it starts like this. Was it always 70s night at polyester? Or Not, it... Well, no, they had different floors, that's right? right? That's yeah. right. But yes. Let me try this but out. Yeah. All right, all right. Let me try this out. Hey, Siri, what song starts with... Let's see what she says. It doesn't even want to it answer. It doesn't? Oh. He was like, this guy's an Go idiot. to hell. It says, did you accidentally summon me? <laughs> really? No, yeah. No, oh, so I did funny. that on purpose. Um, can you find it anything, is. Casey, in the all Sunshine right. Band? Marissa's sending it over. It is Get Down the Night. Oh, it is. Okay. Didn't you do the voiceover for that? For polyester? Yeah. Dude, I've forgotten how many commercials I've done over the years. I yeah. have no idea. You don't I... remember every single commercial you've ever done? Here, she sent it over. It's over. Uh, let's see if this is it. Now, here's here's what Casey was talking about. Okay. Oh, see? Okay. Anytime that, <laughs> listen, we should be able to ask Casey for a guitar solo at yeah. any time. Yeah. Casey, solo. 
to get into it until you, uh, after the <laughs> part. <laughs> I'll bet you Casey and the Sunshine Band played Trocadero at one time in their career. Yeah. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah, on the way up yep. or the way down. <laughs> Probably on the way down. All right, anyhow, uh, so hopefully this won't come to pass. We'll have to uh, to wait and see. Um, but anyhow, uh, you know what, real quick, let me go to a call somebody who worked there, okay? Yeah. I'll go to Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How hey, are you? Good, man. So you used to work upstairs at the, uh, yeah, at the truck? I used to work part-time. I did some of the stuff over the last, like, Eight years, uh, the afternoon shows, the all-ages shows, but my main gig was working for the Skeletor Karaoke Gung Show. Oh. And uh, that was one of the craziest things, watching the guy dressed like Skeletor scream at drunk people about ridiculous songs. It was uh, some of the best times I ever had working there, and I'll I'll miss those memories fondly. It it lends itself. It lends itself. Obviously, it's still open for a little bit uh, to that. Did you get... get, did you get any ideas to what might be happening? I, I d- doubt you would have, but, you know. I, any... you know, I haven't been there in years, so oh. I actually have no idea what the story is. I was mm. just really sad to hear it because those are some of the best gigs I ever did. Just goofing off with a bunch of fun people and a yeah. guy dressed like a supervillain yelling at <laughs> yeah. drunk people. Doesn't get mm. much better than that. No, it doesn't. All right, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Well, all right, well, we'll see what ends up happening, so uh, thanks for sharing the memories. We've got to take a quick break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're looking at a picture of Skeletor singing... <laughs> You know who's in the background? Singing uh, karaoke. Who is that? That's our buddy Ned Gaudet. You remember oh, Ned? Oh, Ned. Ned used to run the Trocadero. Yeah, he would yeah. always take care of everything that we needed. Ned's oh a God. great guy. Ned is a great guy. Yeah, I don't think he's been with the Troc for a long time, but I really enjoyed working with him. And uh, Steve, that night where everything kind of went awry, <laughs> Ned was so apologetic as if it were his fault. And no, it, it was not. It was, it was a technical error, but uh, Ned was definitely ready to... Wow. Fall on the sword for that. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. I got some B file stories that I think you will enjoy. Also joining us in the studio this morning, Todd Harriman's Riley Cote together, <laughs> the Hemp Hills Foundation and Body Check Wellness. We'll talk to those guys. Be back in a few. Fresh on the heels of their brand new single, Low High. years since their last studio release. Five years since they played Philly. WMMR is pleased to welcome the return of the Black Keys. Black Keys, live in concert. October 14th at Wells Fargo Center. Win free tickets all this week with Pierre. All MMR ticket winners qualify for a grand prize concert trip to sunny Sunrise, Florida and meet the band before the show. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. The Black Keys return this fall indoors at the Big Joint. Complete details and contest rules at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, Casey, guitar solo. <laughs> yeah! It's uncanny, isn't it? It's unbelievable. <laughs> so oh, good. Okay. All right, uh, let's do the Bizarre File. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. Brought to you by Delilah's. And Delilah's presents the 2019 Entertainer of the Year on Wednesday, March 20th with special guest host, Simone Danilustrious, and you can visit Delilah's.com uh, for details. I should have mentioned this last week. I found this on my printer at home. I totally overlooked this story. What? It's out of Bucks County. Uh-oh. A Bucks <laughs> County man told police he was so upset that his roommate left an empty Chick-fil-A bag in their apartment late Saturday. He initiated a violent argument that turned fatal. George Hilton. 
has been charged with criminal homicide and possession of an instrument of a crime. Hilton uh, called police in Ben Salem Saturday, uh, telling the dispatcher that he had accidentally shot his roommate, uh, Sharif Simpson, during an argument. Quick question. Upset over the garbage or upset over the fact that the food had been eaten? Uh, just over the garbage. Okay. Uh, when the officers arrived at the unit the men shared, they found Simpson lying on a blood-stained bed in one of the apartment's bedrooms. Simpson was Jeez. taken to uh, Jefferson Torsdale Hospital. Uh, he was pronounced dead there. Hilton told officers that he and Simpson were co-workers, had been living together for several months. Uh, earlier in the evening, Hilton had called Simpson a pig because he had left an empty bag from the chicken restaurant on the couch in the apartment's living room. They began to argue. The dispute turned physical when Hilton shoved Simpson into the bedroom. There the men wrestled on Simpson's bed, and Hilton pulled out a 9 millimeter handgun, which was licensed to carry. He was licensed to carry, and hit Simpson on the shoulder with its muzzle. Hilton said the gun uh, accidentally went off and that he wasn't even that mad at his roommate. But they arrested him. And yeah, it seems a little fishy. He killed him, so, and it was over a Chick-fil-A bag. How messed up is that? A man who was allegedly attempting to transport meth from Montreal, Calgary to, I'm sorry, from Montreal to Calgary was busted because his iPhone nav system took him to a border checkpoint. (laughs) That is great. He was going to stay in Canada, but he ended up on Port Huron's Blue Water Bridge. So U.S. Customs and Border Protection inspected the vehicle at the bridge driven by Constantine Zathalis. And uh, two others were in the vehicle. After they were unable to provide proof of citizenship, the vehicle was searched. Officers found approximately 10 pounds of meth. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Zathalus told police he has a $2,000 gambling debt. In exchange for waiving the debt, he agreed to transport something to Calgary. He said that he was asked to drive two others from Toronto to Calgary. You guys know where I can get an Android phone? Zathalus made the pickups in Toronto. The group then used navigation to get to Calgary. The navigation guided them to the Blue Water Bridge. <laughs> Officers believe that there is probable cause <laughs> Zathalus did knowingly and unlawfully possess with intent to distribute approximately 4.4 kilos of meth. Is and it he- that new undercover feature on Siri? And he will face charges. A weird mishap occurred in Worthington, Massachusetts, where a snowmobile and a U.S. Army Black Hawk medevac helicopter were involved in an accident in a field. Emergency services were called to respond to an accident that occurred when a man on a snowmobile crashed into a parked HH-60M helicopter at a private airfield. How do you miss that? I know. On impact, the snowmobiler went over the starboard side of the elevator and below the main rotor. Uh, the helicopter was damaged, uh, and the guy was seriously hurt. He was airlifted by a different helicopter to a medical center and is in critical but stable condition. You see a helicopter out in the middle in front of you that yeah. doesn't register? Apparently, the Black Hawk helicopter had landed in the field as part of an exercise, and this guy ran into it. <laughs> At 3 p.m. Monday afternoon, Christopher Freeman told police that he received a FaceTime call from his young son, uh, Freeman, this is a story on Friday. We didn't get a chance to get to it because we were at the uh, at the ballpark. But Freeman said the boy, a student at Bear Lakes Middle School in West Palm Beach, Florida, was crying and said that he had been, quote, slammed by a teacher. And then the call went dead. Well, an hour later, Freeman showed up at the school carrying a loaded semi-automatic gun. He said, I want to see the guy who slammed my son. I've got something for him. Uh, the school district's police force put Bear Lakes on lockdown, and Freeman was arrested and charged with possession of a firearm on school grounds, aggravated assault with a weapon, disrupting a school function. An assistant principal of the middle school had called Freeman that afternoon to talk about the incident involving his son, 
And Freeman had said, if this isn't my son, when he answered the phone without right. even saying hello, he just picked it up and said, if this isn't my son, you're all dead. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Someone's he, a little touchy. He told the assistant principal he was on his way to the school. The principal notified police. An officer met Freeman in the hallway inside the school. Freeman was in a wheelchair, and the officer began escorting him into the main office. And apparently Freeman said, you're going to need more than what you've got because of what I've got. And that's when an officer noticed a large firearm tucked into Freeman's pants on the right side of his body. Freeman was visibly upset and yelling and screaming. He's in a wheelchair? Yeah, the officer then diverted Freeman to a breezeway outside the main office and put the school on lockdown. He said, you ain't touching me, to the officer. A backup arrived official said they found on Freeman an AK-47 mini Draco with a round in the chamber. Uh, Freeman told authorities he had purchased the gun from a friend about a year ago to use for protection and had no intention of harming anyone. He told authorities he had forgotten that the gun was there because he carries it all the time. Of course, in his pants leg. Yeah, he He should have put a boot on his wheelchair. Mm. Uh, The new honorary mayor of Fairhaven, Vermont, a three-year-old goat named Lincoln, was officially sworn in office this week. Yeah! Lincoln was dressed in a sash reading mayor for the Tuesday ceremony at the Fairhaven Town Center's. Town Clerk Suzanne DeShame and the select board were present to deliver the oath of office. I know many of you are suspect of my abilities to govern, but I want to assure you, besides my periodically eating garbage, I will be a good mayor. Uh, Fairhaven, a town of just 2,500 along the border of New York, uh, just west of Rutland. Oh, one more thing. Uh, does not have an actual mayor. Uh, the honorary pet mayor idea was conceived at a fundraiser for a playground, but it turned into a civics lessons for kids. But on the way out of the offices, uh, the honorary mayor uh, crapped on the floor, uh, leaving it up clean up to the police chief. Anna. That's no big thing. Marion Barry used to do that all the time. The other attendees. A tw- this is our last story. A 22-year-old Florida woman is facing a DUI charge after she hit a fire hydrant, and the spewing water created a washout, essentially a giant hole eight feet deep with her car at the bottom of the hole. She nearly drowned in it. Wow! Yeah. Uh, she was driving a... Alexandria Runyon was driving a Buick Century when she hit a fire hydrant just after 2 a.m. on Friday. Trooper said the fire hydrant started spewing water onto the road in the shoulder, and eventually it created a hole about 20 feet wide and 8 feet deep, and it sucked the car in. So it created its own sinkhole. Yeah. Wow. And there's pictures of it. It's crazy. Oh, I want to see that. The car was trapped at the bottom of the hole. Trooper said that Runyon was not injured, but she was uh, suspected of being impaired and was arrested on a DUI charge. And there you go. That is what I have for you in the Bizarre File this morning. We're going to take ourselves a break. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, We're going to get our friends Todd Harriman's and Riley Cote in here. A few other things coming up, including an announcement that is in conjunction with the lesson question, the prize we have to give away there. So we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. WMMR's live stream. Our daily programming available anytime, anywhere on your desktop, tablet, smartphone, or open the new MMR skill with Alexa. Great sound quality and the occasional bonus song. Nice. Two old friends are here in our studio right now. These guys have uh, gone through a lot of wear and tear in their bodies throughout the years and therefore led them to co-create a group called the Hemp Hound, uh, the Help he- Hemp Heals Foundation. And also something else we want to ask about called uh, Body Check Wellness. So please welcome to the studio uh, former Eagle and Flyer, Todd Harriman's and Ryan hey! What's up, guys? Good, to, good to see you. Nice to see you. Hey, you know what? By the way, so Riley, you've you've come in here and talked about uh, 
the Help Heals Foundation uh, many times. And then, Todd, you were on board to help put this thing together from the beginning? or uh, Just with, with the, uh, the new Body Check Wellness. With Body so Check Wellness. Hemp okay. Heals is all Riley's doing. Okay. All right. Then what is body, what's Body Check Wellness? Well, Body Check Wellness is a hemp-derived CBD company. So Hemp Heals was a nonprofit kind of education advocacy. Gotcha. And now okay. this is, uh, you know, just providing high-quality hemp oil to... You know, the general masses to help uh, recovery. Yeah, you were on it well out of the gate. And, uh, you know, uh, it's it's funny now you think about how things have turned. You know, you, that, that, that guy smokes pot. Yeah, right. Used to be, <laughs> uh, you know, or, but the medicinal benefits are, are, are really um, tremendous and, and just in general. And you've you've been an advocate for a long time for it. And I know, Todd, you're, you're, um, you're of a mind that, and I think now there's a consensus that's forming that had athletes had the option, you know, or been... Um, been given treatment that involved things like this, you could have avoided a lot of the opioid addictions that have taken place because of sports injuries, for correct? Sure. For sure. And you see a lot of your friends and people go through it that, you know, aren't lucky enough to turn it around quick enough. And we're just trying to, you know, throw an option out there for people that can catch the addictions in time and find a safe, healthy alternative. I mean, it's sad to see, you know, just how quickly a lot of this stuff will take hold of somebody, the, the, the opioid, uh, you know. But when you're in pain, you know, and we, I think, Kathy, we were talking about the, the, the handling chronic pain or, or maybe even I was talking with Marissa about it as far as where's your pain level. And, and if you're dealing with something that is pernicious, that is constantly there, you know, it, it can it can drive you crazy. And, and um, to have something that allows you to manage it in a, in a much safer way is an option that many people should be able to explore. So, yeah. I'm really curious as to see where the leagues go with yeah. treatment and, and pain and ma- and management because, um, Riley, you've worked really hard, and Todd, I'd love to hear from you as well, about um, helping players through pain uh, and um, doing it legally and doing it legally in the uh, the eyes of the leagues as well. Can you guys talk about the NHL and the NFL and, and their perspectives on um, this type of uh, pain management? Sure, yeah. It's going in this direction. There's no question. They're just it's slow. I mean, it's corporate sports, right? So they have to they have to watch how they maneuver, you know, with alcohol and, and, and pharma being two of their biggest sponsors. So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of political uh cause and effect. Uh, cause and effect yeah. there. Um, and but you look at you know you look at the NHL alumni association. They just struck a deal with Canopy, which is the, arguably the, the largest cannabis company on the planet, uh, to study the brain and cannabis. So it's going in that direction. Um, the sooner the better because you can help more guys. You know if you're actually made a stand since drew a right. stand and said, hey, we're going to offer this as a tool for our players and to use. I know they're consulting with Cheech and Chong as well, so that <laughs> uh, that's got to help. Hey, how much does uh, does federal law come into this? I mean, for for opening it up for for a league, say uh, you know for the NFL or the NHL, you're talking about um, people who travel all over the country yeah. and going from state to state, and they might go into a state where their pain management is not legal. Um, is that going to be impacting leagues before they can okay stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna see any of these sports leagues uh, make their stance publicly until the federal government changes changes their stance. Even in Canada, I mean, they went full legal full legalization, but there's a, that border that's pretty powerful. That you know, it just complicates things. If you say one side of the border can go use cannabis and the other side can't, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's not fair, and you know, you're posing your all kinds of other uh, issues can arise from that with guys traveling with it. So when uh, when players in in each of your respective leagues uh, were selected randomly. For a drug test, and usually this happens after somebody has a monster game, and then they randomly get selected for a drug test. Are they doing a, just a blanket? 
uh, drug testing, or are they just drug testing for uh, performance enhancing? Do you know what I mean? In the NFL, it's just performance enhancing. Okay. Uh, you get your street drugs earlier in the year during training camp, and that's like once a year. Just once. Like, yeah, once. You pass, just... If, you, if you fail that, then you're going to have to keep doing it. Right, right. right. clean, and then you're in a program for X amount of years. And But like with the, the ones that come after games, they're just looking for, you know, performance enhancers. Sure, yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I had heard uh, years back that, like, the, the testing for, for marijuana usually happened early on, kind of around training camp. It was almost like the leagues were like, we know that you guys are going to do this. Just be clean for, for this test, and then you'll probably be good for the rest of the year. Well, the same thing. When we have a very entertaining show, we all get drug tests. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they feel this is not the uh, norm. Performance they're not, enhancers? Yeah, they're not usually entertaining. So. Are performance enhancers different in sports than they are on radio? <laughs> yes, yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Different yeah. lists. Yeah, yeah, right. It's really substances. mostly like Pez and stuff. Like that. <laughs> a lot of dark chocolate. Yeah. 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 sticks. <laughs> Riley, there was that documentary that came out a couple of years ago called uh, Ice Guardians, sure. and uh, man, yeah. did it shed the light on the pain that the NHLers go through, especially the enforcers, the the quote unquote goons of the league. Um, and I, you know, I just my heart goes out to these guys whose job it is and was to to beat the crap out of other people, to have the crap beat out of them. You were one of those people. Um, uh, what do you think about that movie's impact on on pain, on drug treatment, that type of thing? Yeah, well, I thought it brought up uh, a lot of real issues that these guys suffer, and that was one of the, the biggest reasons we started this company, was we wanted to provide a, a solution for these guys that wasn't opioids, that wasn't alcohol, that wasn't sleeping pills and the whole bit. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that documentary really really kind of brought a lot of s- seriousness to the, to, the, to the conversation about fighting. And these guys are in dark places, a lot of them. So, you know, it's, it's about providing sustainable tools to manage pain and anxiety and sleep and all these things. And traditionally, these guys have kind of... You know, been swallowed up, you know, by by this kind of the system, and you know, unfortunately, you know, they they all know going into it that they were putting their bodies on the line. But again, providing these guys with proper ways to manage the, the inflammation and pain is, you know, to me, is the mo- utmost importance. I'm sure you've both seen. I mean, you know, I mean, players. They're they're everybody. Uh, they're legendary players who've just played hurt and played substantially hurt. I mean, what was for for you, Todd? What was yeah. I mean? How, play, can you recall playing when you were just beat to S and, and you still carried on yeah. to the pain? Well, yeah, but there's also times I threw it in. I mean, there was a game where I was trying to play through the game. I tore my bicep. And Holy was, hell! Mm-hmm. And I was, yeah. I was wearing this brace on my arm, and I was trying to play. It was against the Texans. And um, I got to, like, the second quarter or something, and then I sprained my ankle. And then I was <laughs> oh just, like, God. out here with, like, half a body against J.J. Watt. <laughs> and I was just like... All right, here's the towel. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> you know? The bicep pain alone oh, yeah. is enough. And I, you hung with that for a while. I remember it, you were you were going to try and finish the season with that, but then that muscle becomes dead after a while, and you can't even fix it, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I just felt like... It's amazing that your organization my... allow that, allow that, that option for yeah. you to forego the... The surgery and potentially not have that that bicep muscle. Yeah, I mean forever. they, they kind of leave it up to you, and they're you know you know it's the end. I knew it was like the last the, the last end of my career, you know, towards the back end of it. Sure, and that weighs into it too. Like, am I going to be able to string out the rest of the season? You know, mm-hmm. and then you don't want. Am I going to get replaced as soon as I go get it fixed? You know what I mean. So that all weighs into it too. So it's this, just mental turmoil. You this know? seems like such a general good fix for. I mean, listen, I, I, like I. I 
again, here's a perfect example. We're talking about in, in the medicinal realm or whatever the, the case is. My my mother, the only thing that gave her relief from cancer pain at the end was was uh, was was pot. And uh, um, and so you know it's there, and we hear countless stories, you know, of of things like this. But you guys are left with that with that predicament. You're in a career. And the the you know the higher ups are saying, well, what do you want to do? Right. You know, like if you gave them a real solid, you know, option. Here's a great way to handle the problem, and and you know everyone benefits. You know, since you know that dynamic's not going to change, you still want you want to be you want to have the contract. You want to get you know for sure. You have a short lifespan in the sport, not in general, but in but in the sport. You want to make sure you're getting everything that you can get. Yeah, we're just trying to give the the players a, a better tool in the toolbox. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like not not feeling like you have to cave to something that's it's has such a negative connotation in society on it, especially right now. You yeah. Know? And Riley, were you uh, motivated to get involved in this with your your sister had MS and she had used uh, cannabis? Yeah, that was a huge part of it. Yeah, that was you know the entry point to me in getting into hemp to yeah. begin with, and then uh, you know this whole other dimension of CBD oil and these other phytocannabinoids that offer healing properties is just I've seen an increased quality of life for so many people, including my sister. I mean, she uses medical cannabis as well in Canada. Um, the THC does offer some uh, you know some some support for her as well. But yeah. uh, you know what I've learned is a, a lot of people can benefit just from you know hemp derived CBD products. And, okay, and we yeah, I mean it, it's just it's, on that level. Just, right, yeah, so, just from you know increased yeah. quality of life and. Managing pain. Yeah. So, for the layman, describe what what that means. Uh, CBD. Yeah. So, the, the hemp plant flowers, and it has a flower, much like a medical cannabis plant, and you extract the flower into oils. And these these oils, specifically CBD cannabidiol, is the is the the number one cannabinoid in this oil, and it offers high anti inflammatory properties, you know, pain management properties, anti anxiety, helps with sleep. And there's actually a U.S. patent on these cannabinoids as uh, neuroprotectants and antioxidants. So it's you know it's increased quality of life, general well-being. Without a high, um, right? Without a high, exactly. It's gro- got to be grown below 0.3 percent THC. So it's hemp. It's grown outdoors. Yeah, but it works medicinally no with, without that other Absolutely. aspect of it. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Here's, here's, an, here's an instance. Uh, my wife just tore her ACL a couple months ago. Dance class, you know. Doing her thing, and um, Nick, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all been there, dancing to Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There. yeah I mean, anyway, she tore, <laughs> torn bicep, but going against JJ Watt, dancing at a wedding to Madonna. You see, same old story. You know how I feel. She tore ACL. She had to get surgery. They gave her uh, painkillers, and they were making her sick. So, like the day out of surgery, she stopped the painkillers and went completely on CBD. So yeah, she didn't use them at all. I, I read something you had uh, likened the uh, using opioids versus some of these uh, CBD uh, anti-inflammatory tories uh, as um, like a sledgehammer to the opioids as a sledgehammer right. to you know hit a nail as opposed to a hammer, right? Hitting yeah. a nail completely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times people have pain and they don't know everybody's scale is different right so what what is the easiest thing to do is just prescribe enough to somebody so that it just knocks anything out you know what i mean and that leads to a lot of overuse and a lot of over prescription and stuff like that so what this does is i feel like it meets you where you need to be met to help you deal with it you know what i mean all right let me ask you a question because I, i uh i live a sober life and um and i and i've been sober for uh seven plus years now um so so some of this this conversation is a little weird for me because yeah. it's it's tough to extract well it's it's tough to extract um the drug uh, marijuana versus you know some of these these healing non-drug you know hemp yeah. oils and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um I mean 
that's a legitimate concern. I can mm-hmm. see exactly where you're coming from. Just uh, you know, the relation that it has. But this stuff is like not going to lead you down any kind of hole. You mm-hmm. know, back to where you don't want to be. This is just strictly healing. Okay. And, and we have an option, honestly, if you're worried about the THC, because these do have trace elements of THC below 0.3% THC, is like a you know uh, non-alcoholic beer. But we do have THC-free, where we actually just isolate the CBD molecule and put it back into and the so it's zero oil. THC. So if you're worried about a, a drug test or anything like that, you can just take the pure that we have, and then that's now, amazing. Do, do you need to have a uh, medical marijuana? Card no, no. These are hemp-derived okay. cannabinoids, so these are sold uh, in all fifty states. The the, the, the farming bill that was really? passed in the in, in, yeah, uh, this in is 2018 by completely by cool. president. Uh, yeah, I mean, up until the FDA really draws a line in the sand, this is fair game right now. Yeah, you start seeing products like this in a lot of different um, stores too, and yeah. and so uh, to me, it is kind of surprising because this is a market that's newer, uh, and then it, it, over the last three four years. Um, Casey's right. I mean, there's this association that exists when it you have to educate the public in order for them to understand that this is not about getting high. This exactly, is about right, something very right. different. So you see pain them management. In, uh, yeah, it's about pain yeah. management, and you see them in, in um, Whole Foods type stores. You know, like uh, or whole, uh, healthy living types of stores. Very so, progressive. Exactly. Yeah. So where in our area can you actually buy these types of things? Well, I mean, I think a lot of people shop on the internet right now. Okay, I think that's the easiest thing. Easiest to do. way to do it. Yeah, yeah, and well, a lot of health food st- stores do carry them some capacity. You know, whether it's a topical tincture or capsule, but yeah, a but, lot of e-commerce. Yeah, but, but something that's that's really you have to be very careful exactly. of is, is being tricked into labeling right now because okay. people are making a lot of money just off of these three letters CBD. So they'll right. slap it on whatever. How you do you know? how do you distinguish? How do you uh, is it does it involve? Do, yeah, obviously you have to do your due diligence. You have to do, do, do your research. You can't just yeah. be like, oh, I want to get some CBD oil and then. Run to the closest store and go to a place called. I can't shelf. believe it's not meth, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As seen on TV. As seen on TV. You know? Yeah. Um, if know, they're selling, what... uh, you know, uh, jazzy scooters and stuff, yeah, you don't want that. Well, that's uh, one thing we're really focused on with this is making sure that it's premium, top quality. You know, we're trying to. This is what should draw people to us is, is how clean we are. That's cool. That's yeah. very cool. Where do you guys manufacture that stuff? All in Boulder, Colorado. Okay. Yeah, organically grown. Yeah. Glacier water. Yeah. It's been, the process is pretty amazing. So, again, it's just like our food system, you know. It's like you support the local farmer and, and how he grows his food. It's much like, you know, when you're growing medicine. You don't want to be just growing, you know, in any soil you know, or with anybody or, you know, using pe- heavy metals and pesticides and stuff like that. Because, it's you know, it's it's, it's supposed to be medicinal hemp. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, wow. we really take that seriously when we produce our product. Have you both been out there? Have you both seen the uh, facility or no? <laughs> yes, I, I have. I have not made it out okay. yet. It's um, quite amazing. Yeah. Been rehabbing. <laughs> yeah. And, Riley, I think the last time I ran into you, at least face-to-face, we were at a golf outing and you had I, you had just gone to the league and, and were pitching them on the, the benefits of this and uh, then you were shortly let go right after that. Uh, are, you, are you going to reapproach those guys again and, and uh, try and continue to, to get that message pushed through the NHL? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. These, these dialogues have continued since then. Um, you know, I I, have, I don't hold any grudges. It's actually been the best thing that ever happened to me because it's kind of put me out there and you know where I need to be. But um, the conversations are still happening. I've helped a lot of these alumni guys with uh, whether it's uh, you know industrial hemp derived CBD or medical cannabis, depending on what they're dealing with, and then helping the NHL Alumni Association kind of. Um, navigate their way through this all, you know, because it's very important. I mean, if, yeah. if you're if you're ignoring this as as a tool for people to heal, then you shouldn't be in a position to help people. I mean, because you know it's 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 so powerful and it's 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 changing by the second globally. You know, yeah. state by state, uh, you know, country by country, and. 
And one last thing I want to add to that is is I know that we're athletes and, and we're we're pushing this, but this is for everybody. Yeah, my yeah, mom exactly. uses my mom uses this stuff yep. every morning instead of instead of like ibuprofen for her exactly for her arthritis and stuff. So like athletes can like uh, kind of talk about this a lot easier because they see the trauma in such a short span. Sure, but like everybody else is going through the same trauma, exactly. just on a little bit more spread out timeline. You know what I mean? So this is for everybody. Now, I know you're dividing your time between this and uh, working as a Shogun warrior. Oh, I knew it. 100%. <laughs> Todd's hair. He's rocking a major, huge top Shogun. Top yeah, 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 yeah. Up on top there. Yeah, it's it's badass. It That's is. Really, Thank you. Yeah, I didn't realize cool. it got so high up on top this morning. <laughs> must have done it in the dark. It's Shogun B-52s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Let's stick God. to Shogun. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and uh, anything uh, coming up you guys want to mention? I know, Riley, you had said there's a face-off of, uh, for autism event. Yep. Uh, April 6th, is that April that 6th is? at uh, Ice Line, Westchester. Okay. And it's, uh, I, I played in it last year, but it's uh, just an awesome tournament just to just to ra- raise awareness around autism and and bring some light to that. Do you but, skate much anymore? Do you do you play with any anybody on uh, any regularity? Uh, once every couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, up in uh, in Allentown there, and Steel Ice Center in Bethlehem, and then yeah. uh, with the Flyers alumni every now and then. Not as okay. much as I'd yeah. like. Most that's of the games so, are in the evening. That's so cool that like hockey alumni can get yeah, together. It's and wild. Still play. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't you know, get together play, for play a two hand touch or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe we'll strap up and get one. Together. That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna start an alumni <laughs> sure. football game. Yeah. Full contact. <laughs> Could you imagine? We can test oh out dude. a lot of like safety protocols and stuff for the future of the NFL. Make sure you, you have a hemp booth right there. Yeah, it's exactly. going to be needed. Now, last time we had Eric yeah, Lindros, we'll just increase on. our product sales. <laughs> Lindros, Lindros still plays in a weekly game. Like yeah. That. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you guys, you can still do it. I mean, yeah, you, you just fun. you stop hitting it. each other and you just play the game. You oh know? yeah, you play pond hockey. You don't throw yeah. all that. Old. Yeah. <laughs> you don't fight at all. That's right. No, no. Just like some friendly shoving. No, I'm a skill guy. You're still Feels good to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> feels good to go out there and actually feel like you're a hockey player. Yeah. It's like me going on the basketball court and just launching threes. Uh, right like, get down on the block. You're a big guy. How many times do you think you had your nose broken, Riley? Oh, jeez. Several. I mean, you had your nose half a baker's dozen. It used to be still broken. We, when when yeah. we would have Riley on, people would text and say, Whose nose is whistling? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows Riley? There was, <laughs> I was watching the Sixers game yesterday, and Casey, I don't know if you saw this, but it was, um, I think Who they were whistles. talking about Ursan Oyasova. Yeah. And he's had his nose broken so many times. Because he takes charges like a champ, man. And, and so he's, taken, he's, had, he's had this happen so many times in his career that the facial recognition technology on his phone doesn't oh, recognize oh his God. own face anymore. No way. That's yeah. impressive. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Dude, when you walk into a room and they think be happy's on the radio, uh, don't worry, be happy. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start learning to breathe out of your mouth. <laughs> he's like that commercial where the guy's sleeping and, oh. he, and, his, and his nose is playing saxophone. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Uh, speaking oh, of that, uh, Riley, have you, have you been watching the Flyers and their their progress this season? It's uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, no, yeah. it's been uh, it's been an amazing turnaround since well, I guess middle of January there. Was, but uh, it, it was, was looking bleak. Oh man. my god, yeah, just embarrassing so to be to still be hanging on is is impressive. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough tough battle, but nonetheless, yeah. they're showing some character, which is nice to see. See, how many guys on the team now did you coach or did you work with? Because they've had a they have a lot of young players um, uh, up in the. Uh, on the Flyers now. Yeah, I want to say like half the defensemen there at least. Uh, you know, G I played with, uh, JVR I played with, and then, yeah, I think uh, between Hag, 
uh, Samarin, Sanheim. Do you know Carter Hart at all? I, I had him a couple weeks. Came out of junior hockey, but he's he's a pro. I mean, you know, they're going into the next season. The Flyers can say they got you know they got they got a goalie. Yeah, That's the goalie of the future now. So, yeah, man, Sick they, number yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. So they, Do you have the they, same number as you? 79? <laughs> yeah. It's weird as a, as a athlete in the city when you see another, like, your number surface up and then you're just like, God, that kid's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be so forgotten. <laughs> no, he's going to be, he's, he's, I think he's going to be, uh, the, the goal of the, the Flyers have been looking for forever. I hope Honestly, so. I really do believe he is, he is well beyond his years and just dialed in. Like, he, yeah. it was the first thing I noticed, like, just how dialed in he was. And he's, he's yeah, he's mature for sure. Um, all right, well, people are asking how they go about getting uh, Body Check Wellness uh, merchandise. And you said online. Is there a specific website or just do a search on Body Check? What do you need to do? Yeah, it's bodycheckwellness.com. So it's B-O-D-Y-C-H-E-K wellness.com. So we'll right. play on words. Yeah. Um, and, and sure. You have a concert coming up, do you not? Yes. Oh, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, June 16th, Hempels, Slightly mm-hmm. Stupid, uh, Tribal Seeds, Modest Yahoo, Nairi. Okay, uh, but B B uh, B B and T Pavilion in Jersey. There, that's so. actually a that's a it's that's awesome a cool venue. take up. That's it cool. really is. That's, yeah. a, that's a, a, a perfect venue for it. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And Modest Yahoo's who's played that a few times. Yeah, that's yeah, like number three now. That's awesome. Yeah, he's awesome. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah, I love him. That's cool. All right, well, listen, guys, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you. Continued success and. Uh, <laughs> Looks like you, uh, you know, you're headed down a really cool path, yeah. And, and just trying to help some people. So yeah, it's good to thanks see. for having us on, guys. Yeah, yeah appreciate it, guys. See you, again. you got it, Riley. We got Coke you guys King. some. Uh... Oh, some product. Some oh, products. I'm trying. My back's killing me, man. All I right. definitely want to do it. Riley Cote and Todd Harriman, hey, guys. Hey. Body Check Wellness and uh, the Hemp Heels Foundation. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Taking time for yourself isn't selfish, it's self-care. Schedule a massage or facial at your local Hand & Stone Massage and Facial Spa with a relaxing massage or refreshing facial for just $59.95 for first-time guests. Visit one of their 50 area locations or handandstone.com. This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Coolest day of the week today. 48 degrees. They're going to be uh, sunny and 52 tomorrow. Sunshine on Wednesday, 55. And then by Thursday, we might get up near 60. Starting we're, to head there. We're getting those, like, for example. Oh. So we were down, obviously, in Florida. And that, that really propelled your yearning for the warm weather. But yes, like yesterday, was, the sun was out. The more we get those little tastes, we're, we're on the right path. Well, and looking at the extended forecast, Steve, yeah, we're not, uh, we're, we're done. You know? yeah. I mean, spring is on Wednesday. We, yeah. made it, we made it through winter without a really nasty big one, which All is right. awesome. All right, on that day, you and I will chest bump. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we're getting ready for golf season. Yes. Now, now, I, thank you for that, Preston. Yeah, the Philodoctables and Max Fun, which is my wife's charity, uh, they're having their first annual charity golf outing at Cedarbrook Country Club. And it's Monday, April 8th. And I understand this is very early in the golf season to do this. But it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. Cedarbrook Country Club is awesome. I actually went over there to to take a look around. And a, a, people love playing it. Apparently, when you're playing it and you're out on the, the course, you're like... You're far away from noise, and it's, it's great. Very, very zen and very cool. So 
Uh, that is uh, April 8th. And again, it benefits Philodoctables and Max Fund. It starts off at 8.30 to 10 with their registration and breakfast. And uh, 10.15 is a shotgun start. 2.45 lunch buffet and open bar. The cost includes green peas, golf cart, hot breakfast. Uh, you got Harvest, uh, Harvest, the great Harvest restaurant supplying food. The lunch buffet, open bar, and uh, beer at the turn. And also a chance to win a Volvo from Keystone Motors. Whoa. From our friend Ben Stein from Keystone Motors. So it's going to be a great time, and if you have, a, whether it's single or a foursome or whatever, all their different packages are available. I don't know how these things work. I just know everyone goes crazy when I mention Cedarbrook. So uh, this is a, a great opportunity early in the season. So if you can and you love animals, and even if you don't and just love golf, we'd really appreciate you participating. And all the information is up on PrestonandSteve.com. Maybe I should swing by and play right after my sinus surgery that day, Steve. To see you, like, <laughs> and, and for me, Preston, and then the day after I'm having my esophagus operated on, uh-huh. we'd be just great out yeah. on the course. Wouldn't we, though? It, okay. is, it is Masters Week, so you wouldn't yeah. want to get into the swing of the The swing day. of things. I saw what you did. I didn't mean to. I saw what you did there. Uh, all right, cool. And uh, information available? PrestonandSteve.com right. and philadoptables.org. That's Monday, April 8th. Cool, you know, man. we used to uh, take my grandfather's trash to Cedarbrook Country Club, Steve, because um, he figured that it was easier oh, no. for my brothers and I to load it up in the pickup truck, drive it across the street, and dump it in the dumpster at Cedarbrook. <laughs> uh, the other option was to burn it in his backyard. So uh, my grandfather also... Used to be the president of Cedarbrook Country Club. So this is not from a man that didn't have means to pay for the trash bill. <laughs> he just figured, hey, Nick of the boys will like to drive. Wow. But Cedarbrook is uh, a gorgeous country club. My mom got married there and my aunt got married it there. Is. And wow. It is. And so you're going to have an awesome time. It's a really great place for an event. Cool. Um, hey, listen, we had a great time in uh, Florida over the weekend. Obviously, we broadcast live from uh, Spectrum Field and... Uh, uh, some interesting things happened. Number one, uh, Bryce Harper got nailed in the uh, in the Jeez. ankle. Oh, there was a collective gasp when that uh-huh. happened. Yeah. yeah, exactly. From a guy who's just going to probably start his season in the AAA somewhere. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I know, I know. Uh, but some other things occurred besides all the uh, the baseball. We kind of. Uh, after uh, the game uh, went our separate ways, some of us had, you know, I have family in town, so I went and spent time with them. Casey had some family things that were going on in another part of the state. And and so, anyhow, we, we kind of split up. But Casey told me his interesting little story because uh, you went off to Disney, right? I did. I did. Yeah. So um, my nephew was playing baseball in Disney, so I wanted to go and check him out. And uh, yeah, long story short on that one, I totally missed the game because I got into the line for the Avatar ride, which took three hours. And, oh uh, you missed the game missed the for the game? whole reason <laughs> to go there. The whole reason you missed we went there. the game. By the way, he, he went uh, uh, two for two. He had with a monster game. Monster game with, yeah. with two doubles. One of the doubles off the wall. Stole third, stole home. Had a you know, run scored and an stole RBI. Home. Yeah. So I missed that to wait in line at the Avatar to game. To go on a ride that you've already been on. It's a great ride, Steve. <laughs> Was it worth it? Um, well, I had a screaming headache like all day. I woke up at eight thirty with this headache, um, and you know I took some Advil right up, right away. Thanks, Uncle Case. <laughs> listen, to, listen to this. So I take the Advil right away because it was like a dehydration headache. You know what yeah. I mean? I could I, I could just feel it, and it wasn't working. So I'm slamming water, slamming power. It doesn't work. I get back to the car. At the uh, after we get done in Animal Kingdom, I'm like I got to take more Advil. So I go to take more Advil, and it's at that point that I realized that the first time I didn't actually take Advil. I took Zantac, which is uh, acid control. I took, and now I was like, oh my god, can you overdose on, on Zantac? Zantac? You, you took, took three four. I took I took three of them, and you're only supposed to take one of those things, and they last for like. 
a long time. Like the whole day they're supposed yeah. to last. But, but he but... thought he was taking three ibuprofen. Yeah. And, and Steve, I'm telling you, I couldn't, like, when we're walking in Animal Kingdom after the ride, it was a little warm. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this all day, man. I just, you know, I, I, I've drank <laughs> as much as I could possibly drink at this point. I just don't know if I can, <laughs> if I can do this all day. Because, you know, I had the rest of the day to go to, you know... Hollywood Studios and all that stuff. And you didn't want to miss the game. <laughs> and I had already missed the game. <laughs> did your head? Hold on, let me just ask. Did your headache get worse throughout the day? Yep. Okay, because I'm just looking at the side effects, uh, and severe headache is one of them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously? Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. Headache, sometimes severe. <sighs> mm-hmm. So you took three. I took three of them. In an, in an effort to fight a headache. Yeah. Uh-huh. I fed it. With a, he fed it. I fed it. I uh-huh. fed the headache. You should have just slammed your head in your car door. And it's weird. Here, let me show you how I made this mistake. Talk amongst yourselves while you get okay, these things. Right. Okay. And then I'll, I'll add on to this yeah. because once he did realize the mistake he made, he took Advil. And then like an hour later, he felt great the rest of the oh, day. Oh, man. Ate up all that time feeling miserable in Disney because he took the wrong thing. All right. So I, let me show you the two pill yeah. bottles that they came in. Yeah. I felt great. 15 minutes later after actually taking ibuprofen. Felt wonderful, yeah. and I crushed it the rest of the day. Are these prescribed? No, 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 no. It's, it's ibuprofen, and it's over the counter. They look like, exactly the same. Rotate the bottles. Rotate the bottles, and there's you know, the difference now. Yeah. yeah, very similar. Not even that far off. And then it's funny because when I when I put the the Zantex in my hands, I was like, oh, these look a little light. And <laughs> these I, look and, like you know, Zantex. Well, no. At first, I thought, well, maybe these these um, expired. But then I remembered as I was putting the ibuprofen in my bag, I was like, oh, I wonder how old these things are. And without even looking at it, I can tell you that these don't expire until, I think, November. So I think I'm okay, right? Yep, 11-19. So, okay. Well, so, Advil's doing – Advil's pills now look like uh, – Zan- what is it? Z- Zantac. Well, I mean, I say Zantac, but it's uh, signature care acid, oh, it's maximum it's, strength oh, yeah, acid control. And, and that's, uh, that's generic. Generic. Okay. Generic, yeah. So, so what does it say? So same shape pill and everything? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. I mean. Just a lighter color. Case. Just, it's still that brownish color, but yeah. uh, slightly lighter. It yeah. could have been worse. I mean, it could have been worse. I mean, it really could have been worse. Yeah. It really, really could have been worse. I mean, the worse you were taking an anti-acid yeah. drug. I see the hotline ringing. It's got to be Dr. Mike. Oh, man. <laughs> did you tell You're him? Gonna I did not. I did not. Well, what am I going to get in trouble for? I, you need to look at that bottle. That's well, just um, his, that's him. That's or, or he's going to tell me, Kevin. well, you shouldn't take Zantac. Take Protonics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if you're he's right. He's watching out for your well-being. Yeah, uh-huh. Have you ever taken the wrong thing by mistake? Uh, Are I, you asking me or Well, I didn't, I didn't take the wrong thing by mistake. I took the wrong dosage. I think it was a Mucinex, and I think you're only supposed to take one of them, and I took two of them, and I felt lousy, and I didn't even realize it until, like Casey, the next time that I was going to take it. Right. And then I actually read the instructions. And they were like, <laughs> one at a time. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I felt lousy just from taking that. Uh, but it can do it. Okay, he's ready to go. Music, please, Uh-oh. Casey, if you would. So, the good doctor is on the line from Penn Medicine and Fox 29. Dr. Mike Sirigliano. Hey! Good morning, Dr. Mike. I swear, I come out of a patient room, I, I'm, I'm a P1, I always have MMR on all day long, and what do I hear? I hear Casey saying, I, you know, 
<laughs> it's unbelievable. So, Casey, so number one, um, I don't – now, look, you, you said two things I have to respond to. One, you only take those uh, like protonics and drugs like that if you really, really have to. Those are called proton pump inhibitors. And so I have a little bit of an issue with, with you know, the fact that they, they're very powerful drugs. They're useful in certain circumstances. But I actually agree with things like Zantac or Pepsi. Those are H2 blockers, and they don't have some of the side effects that we're concerned about uh, with, the, with those other drugs. So, but, but you brought up a good point, and that is medication errors happen all the time. Mm. And so you were thinking you were taking Zantac because I suppose you had reflux. No, it was the other way around. I had a headache, and I thought I was taking ibuprofen. And the, took- the, the two pill bottles are, like, identical in size and color and all of that. And I took three uh, signature care acid control pills instead of <laughs> three ibuprofen. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, the thing is, one, you, you don't want to take, uh, you know, too much Zantac. That, that's a problem. But the other thing is, um, why did you have both? Oh, that's a good question. Um, because I, I do suffer from, like, acid. I don't know if it's acid. Heartburn. Heartburn. Yeah. Uh, quite a bit. Tums doesn't do it for me anymore. So I always make sure I have that on me. And I always make sure that I have Advil on me. All right. So the Advil certainly is not going to help your reflux. You know that. Right. But I didn't have reflux. I had a headache. But you took the Zantac by mistake. Yes. yes. All right. See so, right. yes. so you were you, you weren't really focused. On the moment. No. Right. No, it was first thing in the morning, dude. (laughs) So (laughs) let me ask you, Mike. He took, so he took the three Zantex, uh, or the three, whatever it was, the the generic, and uh, are there any, could there have been any um, big complications from that? Well, was it Zantac 75? Was it 75 milligrams? It was, uh, all right, it was store brand. It was maximum strength. So it was 150 milligrams. Oh, well, it, well it, she says, uh, Marissa's handing it to me. She says, yeah, it's 75 milligrams. Oh, right. 75. So that's not the maximum dose over the counter. Okay. So what you need to do is realize that if you take uh, 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 three of the 150s, it, it may have been a problem, but but you're okay. 75 <laughs> milligrams is well within, If you, even if you took three, it's well within in the range of... Uh, uh, no, uh, no, I'm sorry. It was three 150s. Oh, no. <laughs> just read it. <laughs> Did you take so, three one? I took three. So you're took... still confused. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, maybe we need to get a pill bottle. Right? You know, one of those dispensaries like I have for my mother. Oh, yeah, like and, Monday, and... Tuesday, Wednesday, 8 a.m., 5 p.m. Yeah. Mike, right. he's, he's also had a 48-hour erection. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what that yeah. is, bro. We don't know what that's about. Well, that's called priapism, but uh, <laughs> you can go there if you want. You take three Viagras, you'll have that, maybe. Uh. I don't know. But the, the bottom line is, is that when people do that, and this happens all the time, mainly with blood pressure medicine yeah. and things like that, you just have to be very, very careful because there could be serious consequences. Now, in your case, I, I, I don't see anything that's really a, a problem for you. But I think that the the take-home message or the teaching point is that you just have to be very careful because say you took a blood thinner and Mm -hmm. you took three of those, that happens. And so people need to realize you have to really focus on what you're taking. You can't be distracted. And certainly you need to, they, they were actually in the pill bottles. You just didn't read the label. Exactly. Well, yeah, because I just saw the back of the bottle. They really look similar. I mean, they look they look uh, I'm surprised that there's not that much more delineation between the way these things are 
yeah. set up just 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 on the industry side that they would make sure that there was I mean I don't know how that's handled but it would be so easy to confuse these well and 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 that's why it happens all the time and that's why I wanted to chime in because really uh, uh, medication confusion is a big problem in terms of when to take it if you took too much uh, sometimes you have to go to the ER if, if you take too much of a heart medicine, you might need to go to the emergency room because you could end up with very, very low blood pressure. You might end up with a very slow heart rate. Uh, and in, the, in terms of blood thinners, you, you can bleed. Now, so, Mike, he did say he noticed an inflammation in his labia majora. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've heard that from him before. <laughs> it's, a, it's a common thing with him. It's a theme. Okay. But, but, nothing but, to uh, be uh, scared about. Uh, right, nothing to be uh, concerned about. Okay. But, All right. Uh, good. Uh, <laughs> Be careful and and listen. One other thing: if yep. the reflux continues, Casey, then you need to consider doing an upper endoscopy because you could have a precancerous condition known as Barrett's esophagus. Yay! <laughs> so you want to make sure if if you have to take a lot of Zantac and you do it regularly, uh, you need to see me. It's 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 actually a good idea. Yeah, yeah, what's yeah. a lot? Uh, more than once a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll come see you in a little bit. Yeah, you right. just need to do that. I I have Barrett's. I I uh, had an endoscopy, and uh, uh, it, it it you just have to watch it. Now I get one every three years because that thing can turn, and you have to watch it. All right, we'll put you two in touch with each other. And Doctor Mike, yeah. my elbows to hush, so you got to get you got to get in touch with me soon. All right. Uh, listen, yeah. call me. Uh, okay, call I'll call me. Call me. I love you. Love you. I love you. All right, we'll see you later. That must have sucked, though. Oh, my God, man. Because I'm telling you, we're walking around Animal Kingdom after we get off this. And by the way, the Avatar ride was supposed to be about two hours. We get halfway into the ride. That's a long ride. Well, yeah, but it's kind of worth it. So we, but we get in line, Steve, and we're in line for about an hour, almost. We're at the end of the line, and they go, we're having technical difficulties. We had to shut down. I guess they have a couple of different chambers that you can ride in. Um, so we're going to be running at, at, a, at a slower rate than normal. And so two hours turn into three hours. Uh, if you have any Zantex, we recommend you take it now. It's a good thing you didn't have to go to the bathroom case. <laughs> I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so we left to go to the bathroom. But they give you like a... Um, uh, well, anyway, that's a different story. But uh, they give you like a little necklace to wear. Okay. And so after you, you get, get back done, in line? so no, um, so you can go up through the fast pass all the way to the front of the line. And then they have like a little holding cell for you. So the rest Jesus of your Christ. the rest of your party that's in line, and you're there on a weekend. Too. So then you had to wait during spring break and during like senior trips and stuff. Yeah. Wait, but then you have to wait for your party to go. So you wait by yourself now for the rest of the time. Yeah, but my brother and I went, and then by the time we got back from going to the bathroom. Nick Murphy was waiting there for us, and and we just went. You it went on the ride. Awesome. Yeah. They don't. They don't have a fast pass or anything. They do, but I didn't get my tickets until that day. So you couldn't. And do those the... fast passes were booked three, four like, weeks or months ago. You know. Did your headache ever get better? Oh my god! Fifteen minutes after I actually took ibuprofen, I was a new man. Like because it wasn't just my head at that point. My whole body was like, Ugh. and then. I was great. We went to Hollywood Studios. Like, it was... It, you it you was, probably at that point could have drank uh, battery acid and have no effect. It, it was amazing. <laughs> we went on the Star Wars ride. How was it? It was great, Steve, except for I sat right behind the tallest man on the planet. And so his on head... On Tatooine? Yes. <laughs> and so his head was kind of in the way the entire time, but... Is this, the, this is not... It's not a new ride. Right, yeah. No, it's but not it's a new cool, ride at right? all. Yeah. And, um... And then we did the little Muppets thing, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
Well, at least you got there, and at least you missed the baseball game. At least I missed the baseball game, and at least I was just so glad I could be there to miss it. I'm going to go to, hang on, Erica made a mistake with uh, some uh, medicine at one point. Hi, Eric, you're on the air. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you. Appreciate it. So what did you do, man, besides, you know, Casey took uh, Zantac instead of uh, ibuprofen. What did you do? It actually wasn't medicine, but it was along the same lines. I woke up early one morning. I forget. I had an appointment or something, dead tired, whatever it was. And I go to brush my teeth only to realize that instead of toothpaste, I had put desitin on my toothbrush. Desitin? Yeah, like, you know, baby. Or diaper rash. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, the problem is the problem is the toothpaste that we were, I forget what toothpaste we were using at the time, but the, like Casey, exact same color, writing everything, but somebody in my house put this like on the back of the sink where the toothpaste <laughs> is. That's and great. I went and reached and I, I never got it in my mouth, but I like, as I'm, as I'm putting it on the toothpaste, I realized the consistency is a little thick and, and then I get this smell and I'm like, what the hell is going on with this toothpaste? And I'm looking at the tube and the thing. I'm like, oh no! So I had to like completely like go sure. to the closet, get a brand new toothbrush, pay for my appointment. I was mad. Mm. You didn't try other things like maybe Vagisil or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that Why not? Sometimes you can invent new things oh if you screw around. Oh, my God, Eric. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, he reminded me of it's yeah. about four months ago, and it was one of those mornings where I'm like, you know, cats are jumping up and down on the mm-hmm. thing because they all have to watch me brush my teeth and so on and so forth, and I'm there. And I, I and I look down, and I don't know the um, the sequence of events that led to it, but I'm holding my Harry's razor in my hand, and on the edge of the razor is a thin strip of toothpaste. You I didn't. put toothpaste on on your face on the blade no, on the blade, on the blade. Of the like, razor. Razor. like it was your like it was a toothbrush. Oh my god! Like I was gonna shave. Oh my god! Steve, I've taken um, toothpaste and uh, tried to apply it as deodorant, okay. so I can relate. Like you just right. pick up the thing. You're in the bathroom. Right. You're completely zoning out. And right. You pick up something that you know has to do with your cleaning or getting less smelly process. And then uh, apply toothpaste this, under my arm because your your protocol is yeah. screwed, or your 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 methodology or how, whatever the in your mind and I'm the most beautiful thin line of toothpaste across the edge of the razor. I don't think they make uh, mousse anymore for hair, but in the nineteen 19- do. do they? Sure. Okay, in the nineteen eighties, it was you know that's what everybody did. <laughs> And I, I one time I tried to shave with it. I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was shaving cream. I Didn't work. Put it in my hand. It was it must have been early. And no, because when you uh, like shaving cream, when you kind of pat together, you yeah. kind of thicken it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I and moose, your hand just goes right through it. It just flattened <laughs> out. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing, idiot? Uh, let me go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's all good, Lisa. What's up? So I'm at work one day and my husband calls. He's watching my two younger kids who are like five and three at the point. And he says to me, you have to come home. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, something's really, really wrong. And I'm going, what in the world happened, Ray? And he's like, I'm peeing orange. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God, I better come home. Something's wrong. And I'm a teacher, so I, like, leave my classroom. I get home. He's like, I don't know. I had this sinus infection, and I took a Sudafed. And I'm going, oh, my God, and this is the reaction from it? (laughs) And finally, I'm like, let me grab the Sudafed so that I can bring it to the hospital with us. Yeah. 
And sure enough, it was a UTI medicine. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's that? What is, what is urinary tract urinary tract oh. <laughs> oh, my God. And it makes your pee yellow, bright, 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 bright neon yellow. yellow. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, and did did he have to worry about uh, and that? That's for women to take, right? Or does it matter? Yeah. Okay, it's usually for women to take. Yep. Mm. <sighs> and he is not a woman. <laughs> yes, yeah, that'll that'll screw you up. Thanks, Lisa. Appreciate it. Let me, oh, go ahead. Let me go over here to uh, John. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, man. What? Uh, tell us about uh, the mistake you made. Uh, it wasn't medicine, but. Um... One morning, uh, the restaurant was opened up near me, and my wife wanted me to take my kids and, on job interviews because they were, you know, needed jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty hungover, mm-hmm. and I just ran into her bathroom and did my hair and thought I was applying hairspray to my hair. We took the kids to the interview, and I said, you know what? I bartend. I'll sit, uh, I'll sit in for an interview, too, see if I can get a night or two here. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, like I said, it was my wife's deodorant I put in my hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> Spray on deodorant. Okay. <laughs> I was turning gray by the minute. <laughs> I think I'm killing this interview. I'm like, I got this job. And here the guy was a good looking guy, but bald and kept saying, uh huh, and just kept like looking up at my hair. I'm like, I was like that Benjamin Button guy. Oh, yeah, you're aging right before I him. Home, I go home and I'm driving down 95 to go to my other job. And I look in the mirror and I'm completely gray. I look like Phil Donahue. <laughs> And I, I slammed the brakes on. I called home. I said, what the hell is going on? And my kids were like, Dad, we just thought you were turning gray. We didn't want to hurt your feelings. I'm like, I don't <laughs> And needless to say, I did not get the job. Right. <laughs> of course. Uh, That's hilarious. Thanks, John. Uh, it was, couple it was of, interesting. A couple of texts come in. Somebody thought they were using <clears throat> body spray. You know, like yeah, 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 yeah. spray all over. Sure. And they were using hairspray. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. This stuff's like glue. Uh huh. Yeah. Spraying your whole yeah. body. What? Like that. What's What's the weirdest thing you've used? Because uh, when you run out of uh, shaving cream, mm. I use soap. I, I will go to soap. Yeah. Um, you know what works is uh, conditioner. Really? Yeah. If you've run out of shaving cream and you have conditioner, I actually use that on. Uh, over the weekend in, in Florida. I okay. used up some. My wife had this expensive, <laughs> like, <laughs> moisturizer. You get in from, trouble? Oh, God. Like, I just, I hope. She never mentioned it. It was, like, from Joseph Anthony. I'm sure this stuff was, like, crazy. And uh, I'm like, you know, I'm like, can, will this work? And you're, doing it, you're shaving. It's like, seems to work. But, I mean, I smell like lavender for, right. like, a month. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I have uh, Anthony. Anthony, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, did you guys see that touchback last night? What? <laughs> like, that, that was a sports talk with Pierre a few years back, and he came in and said that when he came in. Oh, <laughs> touchback. <laughs> uh, uh, that sounds very Pierre. Uh, contribution to the sports. I love it. I love sports it. up. What's up, Anthony? Yeah, it made me go on YouTube and try to find the greatest touchback compilation. <laughs> yes. I love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so anyway, um, I'm a delivery driver. So um, I have, like, insomnia real bad a lot of times. So I have to take sleeping pills to go to sleep. Yep. So I woke up in the morning, and I'm all groggy, you know, I need something to help me with that. I didn't have coffee, whatever. So at that point, I would take B12 in the morning to wake up, you know. But just like Casey, I'm just all out of it, whatever. And instead, I took my sleep. I took sleeping pills in the morning before I had to go do my delivery gig. Oh, my God. God. Dude, what did you do? Yeah, I mean, I just beasted it out. A lot of times, you know, you just got to beast it out, you know. I was just, the life is like crazy. Did you just say beef it out? Like, like beef? Like, yeah, just ate it up, you know, just went out and just did my job. You were driving around with sleeping pills in your system? 
Yeah, but you know, it, he I, didn't I, kill you know, anyone. I, I was I was good though, you know. I, <laughs> I know my body. I know. Next time, yeah. Colin, sick if that happens again. Thanks, All right? Anthony. Yeah, Appreciate it, man. <laughs> All right, see you later. Beef it up, man. Yeah, yeah. man. I haven't heard that before. I, I hear your roast beef. Uh, let me go to, uh, let me go to Taylor. Hey, Taylor, good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Taylor? Hey, so, um, I, uh, accidentally tripped on Tylenol one time. You tripped on Tylenol one time. Okay, what happened? Yeah, well, I had taken too much. Um, I, I felt really bad, so I was taking naps, and then any time that I woke up, I would just take more, and I didn't realize that I almost took... Almost the entire container. You I can bought. OD on that. You, uh, you yes. can die. In fact, we know someone who did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had. To, I actually had to go to the hospital um, the two, two days after that because I wasn't feeling myself, and I felt like I was coming off of acid. And I went to work, and then I my entire body felt like an icy hot, and I had to get one of my coworkers to drive me to the hospital. Yes. Um, and it was really scary. I didn't feel myself until like maybe five days after that. Yeah, that's um, you can do liver damage big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it was really scary. You're lucky. A lot of people but, think because it's like stuff for your headache or just over the counter, you know. Oh, okay. I guess I just keep taking it until I don't feel the. No, 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 no. Yeah. You, you got to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, you got lucky, Taylor. Okay. But was yeah. the, was the trip fun? <laughs> um, I, I actually kind of went on a date when I was really like, not feeling myself. Yeah, it it was really weird. I wasn't acting myself, so I just don't remember if I had a good time. Well, you just beefed it out. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. I'll go next to uh, Mary Beth. Hey, Mary Beth, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, this this will uh, maybe tweak some memories. Okay. Remember Aquanet hairspray? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The strongest ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Mega hold. When I was gro- growing up, my dad, he never drank. And guess what happened the morning after he drank? What did he do? He sprayed the Aquanet under his arm <laughs> and brushed with the Brill Cream. Brushed with Brill Cream. That's yeah. hair cream, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's something like, you know, he's been gone a long time, but that's one of those things that just makes you got to laugh and smile. It doesn't matter how long it's He been. must have had some, it. like, Bon Jovi pits, though. I mean, they, like, oh, uh, yeah. I just remember him go, what the hell? <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Mary Beth. This one I want to check out. I want to go to uh, Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Dad Zook. Dad, Dad Zook, Zook, buddy. What's your story, man? So I was using a nasal spray. Uh, right before I was going to school, I was like, you know, really late, so I'm hurrying, and I spray it in my nose, and it didn't feel even weird. I get on the bus, and my friend's like, dude, you got like a pink booger. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I start pulling it, and it's like a jelly, and suddenly my nose is completely clogged on the side, and then both sides start closing up, so I'm like, I can't breathe. <laughs> So I go into school. I go right to the nurse. I'm like, I can't breathe. There's pink boogers. I don't know what to do. Pink boogers. Yeah. What turned out, they sent me to the hospital. I put my grandmother's, um, I forget the name of it, but it's denture spray. Like, Oh, my God. Like denture spray of some kind. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's so, essentially glue. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. an adhesive. Yeah. Up my nose. So I'm sniffing glue and like, uh, <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> your grandmother's oh, polyden up your nose. I love that, Frank. I, I kept the booger. It's seriously still somewhere in my closet. Oh my God! 
Nasty. Of course, you got to keep something like that. Yeah, Thanks, keep saying something to give your grandkids. Appreciate it, Frank. Uh, have uh, let's go to Toby. Hi, Toby. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, hey, what's up, Toby? So my mother, who is sober, never drinks or does anything in her life, mm-hmm. had a headache at my brother's wedding. She took two. What she thought were ibuprofen, mm-hmm. and they were two oxycotton. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! Is she alive? Yeah. Huh? Is she alive? She's alive, but Oof. she turned green and was acting like she was the drunkest person at the wedding. Wow! <laughs> two oxycontins. Oh my god! Two oxycontins. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was got up in the morning one time and was Thanks drinking so. twisted tea because Toby! he didn't realize it was it was twisted. It, it, well, he didn't know. He just he thought it was a, tea. So my mom came home from mass, and my dad literally is just sitting at the kitchen table working on his homily because he was yeah. a deacon. And my mom's like, "What, are you, David? What are you doing?" <laughs> and he's like so confused because he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just sitting here to work on my homily, drinking some iced tea." Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's like you know, it's like it's seven o'clock in the morning and you're drinking alcohol. <laughs> I could see somewhere. making that mistake. It's hard to tell that it's got booze in it. Yeah, I mean, how t- much? Do you, any idea how much of it he drank? He drank like half of it, probably. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Long time. No, oh, excellent. Thanks for calling in. What's up? <laughs> Actually, I can relate to Casey. I had once uh, thought I was spraying some throat spray. <laughs> And it tastes, tastes a little soapy. Okay. I looked at the bottle. There was a skull and crossbones. My my roommate put in flea and tick spray. Oh, oh my god! My god. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, I called the veterinarian, and it was pyrethrins. And he he said, "Oh, you just get a headache. Don't worry." But <laughs> it had a skull I, and crossbones on it. Yeah, my roommate changed the bottle. <laughs> but, uh, thanks. Wow. I didn't call the emergency room. It probably would have put me in a hospital. Jesus. Uh, wow, messed up. All right, thanks, Mike. <laughs> Appreciate it, bud. I mean, I sat right out of uh, uh, 9 to 5 with the uh, the sugar mm-hmm. that's right next to the rat poison. Yeah. yeah it looked just like the yeah. box. Yeah. Like what Casey had. Yeah, happened. yeah. Uh, I will go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. How you doing? You guys rock. Thanks, man. Oh! What's up, Mike? So uh, there was a point in my life when I was uh, I went to jail when I was younger, and I decided I was going to shave my head. So I'm on commissary, and I find this stuff called Magic Shave. Okay. I didn't know it's for black males only, and I'm a white guy. Okay. So some guys go out the wreck, and I put this stuff on my head, and I'm going to shave my head. Well, mm-hmm. it's definitely not for white people. My hair, you could just pull it out. My whole head turned into like a giant bleeding scab. Oh my god! So it it uh, for for African American hair might be a little more coarse, a little more thick. Need a little bit more of that uh, hair removing agent, and it just ate your skin up. Yeah, they use it for shaving their face. They'll put it on and basically use like a credit card to shave their face. Wow! And I thought it was going to be like I remember seeing the commercials for Nair. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm shave her legs. I'm yeah. like, oh, this will be great. Oh my nah, god! It's really bad. How how long before the uh, the so you basically had a chemical burn? How how long before that had subsided? Uh, it was scabbed up and like pussy and bloody for at least a week, week and a half. <laughs> god, nasty. All right, thanks, man. It's like that scene in uh, Malcolm X where they put the lie. Oh, yeah. To, to straighten his hair out, and all of a sudden, the, the water's not working. <laughs> oh, my God. that's That chemical burn is insanely painful. Um, well, interesting, but Casey survived. I'm okay. His headache's good. Had a wonderful day Yeah. after that. Yeah. It was yeah. really great. And you, you got to see a great game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that sucks. Got to, you know what? I, I, I think about it, like, if I went there, things maybe wouldn't have 
been the same. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, did you welcome, did you get Owen. to did you at least see your cousin and say sorry we missed your game? No, he was in Magic Kingdom, the only park we didn't go to. Oh, so, uh, so never even crossed paths. Honestly, no. you got to seize the moment if you have a chance to go down and oh, ignore right. a family member. Yeah. He also didn't know I was coming. So, oh, okay. So, it was like more of like a surprise. Did disappoint, okay. disappoint him? No, 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 no big whoop. Right. Yeah. Well, there's at least like, that. Why not go see him? I'm like, dude, he's with all his friends. Like, he does not want to run into Uncle Casey. Mm. All right. Well, anyhow, thanks for sharing the story. Appreciate it. Uh, we we made it back after all our little excursions in uh, in Florida, and uh, look forward to doing it again sometime. We're gonna have to take a break now, though. I want to remind you that we do have two things coming up. Well, we have several things coming up, but a couple of uh, noteworthy things. Uh, our lesson question is going to come along with an announcement. So I'm not going to tell you what your win until mm. we get there, and it's pretty cool. And we have a Word of the Week prize this week. It's a new uh, trip for a premiere. Uh, it's a trip for four to Hollywood to go see this movie Shazam, brought to you by WB. And it's you'll be going to the TLC Chinese Theater in L.A. Uh, theater. The movie hits theaters on uh, April 5th. So awesome. just make sure that you're with us for the letter of the day at the end of the show. We're going to take a quick break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure that you stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents an epic co-headline summer tour with Korn. And Allison Chase. Saturday, August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion with special guests under oath. Tickets on sale now. Ticketmaster.com. Corn and Allison Chains North American Tour. August 3rd at BB&T Pavilion. Presented by 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let's do the bizarre. Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre <laughs> I liked what you did with yeah. uh, with Ty Pennington earlier this oh, morning. Yeah. The similar treatment to that, which yeah. is the repeat. Um, wait, no, wait. I got it. All right. Give me two seconds, and here we go. Move that guy. Move that guy. Move that guy. Brought to you this, brought to you this morning by McGuff Bus Company. Uh, do you have your New Jersey CDL and are you looking for a change? McGuff Bus Company offers guaranteed hours, health benefits, and they pay industry top dollar. Visit McGuffBus.com for more information. A Florida man called 911 after going to the bathroom, finding bright green iguana was swimming in his toilet. Wow. Fort Lauderdale police say that the Miami Herald... When did he eat that? Uh, they tell the Miami Herald man freaked out and uh, he didn't know what to do. Uh, firefighter Jeff Curris put on a sterile glove, reached in, and grabbed the iguana. Into the poo-poo? Uh, he took it outside and released it in the water. No, there was no poo-poo. Oh, okay. It was just a... Oh, I thought he had gone. gone. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No. <laughs> Florida man. The department... Florida man. Tweeted pictures of the iguana, adding, can you imagine lifting the toilet lid and finding this? Uh, okay, this is a terrible story. All right. All right just letting you know. It's a, it's a story of a mother doing something terrible to their child. But she has this woman is admitted to poisoning her disabled five-year-old son by injecting him with her own blood oh. because she wanted hospital staff to pay more attention. And I'll explain how she thought he would get more attention. Elizabeth Malone. Pleaded guilty to child abuse on Wednesday after surveillance cameras in a Virginia hospital captured her using a syringe to inject blood into her sick, nun, sick son's nose and mouth. 
Uh, Malone's seriously ill son had to be treated in April of last year after his mother reported that he was bleeding from his mouth and his uh, tracheostomy tube. The boy, who could not talk due to his disability, had already been hospitalized seven times in two months for unexplained bleeding. Surveillance cameras were installed in the boy's hospital room after a nurse spotted a syringe hidden in Malone's sleeve and a bloody napkin in the bathroom. Hospital staff had alerted Child Protective Services just days earlier because they feared someone was intentionally harming the boy. And in the video, it showed Malone using a syringe to inject blood into her son's trach tube and central IV line while he was lying in his hospital bed. She then placed one of her son's stuffed toys closer to his body before hospital staff rushed in to treat him. Uh, She was arrested after police viewed the video. Uh, She initially denied any wrongdoing, but later admitted to police that she had taken her own blood in a bag to the hospital and inserted it into a syringe. Uh, She had said, I didn't want to intentionally cause him harm. Her son was left with infections and high fevers after being injected with his mother's blood. Doctors had said that at the time, the boy could have died had he not been treated properly. She denies intentionally trying to harm him. The the attorney for her said that... uh, uh, that uh, they said Malone disagreed with her son's treatment and liked the way that hospital staff responded to her son when he was bleeding once before. So she thought she'd bring a bag of blood to the hospital and inject him <laughs> there with it. There you go. Exactly. So she's Just a caring mother. An idiot. All right. Moving on. A self-styled naked carpenter has been jailed for two years for flashing in public. Robert Jenner had paraded his manhood in front of a shocked shop staff, and uh, day trippers at a park. Well, here's the question. What's his work like? Uh, He told a jury at a Canterbury Crown Court uh, that he was a naturist and he was uh, promoting his beliefs. Yeah, you have to look at his dong, but look at that crown molding. But witnesses told how they were shocked and distressed after being confronted by Jenner delivering parcels for for Hermes. Oh, man. Uh, And now... A judge has uh, told him that he was, in reality, an exhibitionist who revels in upsetting people. Jenner has also been made subject to a criminal behavior order for seven years. That means he has to wear at least uh, one level of clothing which hides his manhood. (laughs) Prior to his trial, he lost his bail repeatedly after repeatedly failing to abide by restrictions not to wear see-through underwear in public. I'm a naturist. Uh, But the judge heard how he breached that ruling the next day. And was arrested and remained in custody for the past few months. They concluded earlier this week that he was convicted on 11 charges of exposure. What's see-through underwear made of? I, that's a good Is question. Is that like mesh? I, I don't or know. Or saran wrap? Uh, the judge said Jenner had deliberately targeted areas where he knew there would be children present during his 10-month campaign of flashing. He had delivered parcels for Nationwide Courier Service Hermes wearing jeans with a hole cut in the crotch. Uh, he sometimes wore see-through tights or shorts at a supermarket, shopping center, and near a children's play area. You so know what his therapist told him, right? Uh-uh. I can clearly see your nuts. There you ah. go. So he's good to go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Jared <laughs> Freeman was charged with operating while intoxicated felony third offense, plates, forgery, and possession of firearms while under the influence. Apparently, police were called on reports of numerous gunshots. Upon arriving at the scene... They found this guy, 37-year-old, the 7-year-old man, standing outside of his vehicle, which was stuck in a snowbank. So, officers' investigation revealed the man was intoxicated. He was arrested. They found numerous shell casings on the ground. It appears that he ran into the snowbank and then got out and started shooting the snowbank (laughs) with his gun. I got this. After a search of the vehicle, officers found and confiscated a Glock 
nine millimeter pistol. I'm just cleared away the snow. I guess he thought he could either clear away the snow, no, the, the back tires, or he was pissed at it. I don't know, but, but uh, it's all good now, nonetheless. An Oklahoma woman was arrested after authorities say she used a T-shirt gun to launch drugs, cell phones, and other contraband over a prison fence. Why not? The incident uh, prompted a lockdown at the North Fork Correctional Unit. Uh, The agency says authorities arrested Carrie Jo Hickman after discovering the T-shirt gun and another package in her vehicle. They also saw her on the prison kiss cam. The... (laughs) (laughs) The container that was launched contained cell phones, earbuds, phone chargers, methamphetamine, digital scales, marijuana, and tobacco. And uh, she was in jail on Friday. And then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. An elementary school in Portland, Oregon is facing a wave of criticism for hosting an auction where parents got to bid on the right to choose their child's teacher in the fall. Uh, The Markham Elementary School PTA released a statement explaining the decision to let parents have a chance to bid on the right to pick their child's teacher was made by volunteers running the auction. Uh, They checked with the school's principal who approved the idea moments before the auction was set to begin. Uh, It raised $52,000 for the school with $1,300 coming from six parents who won the right to choose their child's next teacher. Not everybody was happy that the school allowed parents to pay money to handpick which class their child would be in next year. Seems a little problematic. It does. But the swimsuit competition went well. uh, They issued a statement saying that the school has returned the money to the parents after a bit of an uproar with, you know, the people who couldn't afford it. Right. uh, Being able to do the same thing. And there you go. That's what I have for you. In the bizarre file this morning, why don't we take another quick break, and when we get back, uh, that lesson question I told you about, which we're going to have an announcement in conjunction with that. Been a mystery all morning. We'll tell you what the prize is, so stay close. We'll see if you paid attention well this morning, and we'll also do the uh, trash and the music news when we get back. Stay there. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. When you can call in. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. 93.3 WMMR. The start at the MMR BQ. Once again, we will uh, remind you that uh, tickets are on sale now, and uh, that show is May 18th. Am I right about that? Yep, May 18th. And uh, looking forward to sunny skies and beautiful weather. We just got a taste of it over the weekend when we were in Florida at Clearwater, and uh, I know it's coming, and uh, that is the you know the summer series kickoff, pretty yes. much, uh, weather-wise. So May 18th, tickets on sale now, and not only the Struts, uh, Joan Jett, Evanescence, Shine down a bunch of others, so get on board. I was just handed this. We have a new Daily Rush video, and you guys will have to remind me of this, because sometimes we, we do these, and I, I forget. Right? I forget what we did, you know, 20 minutes ago. Uh, but the description is, well, the title is Whoop Whoop. Whoop Whoop? Yeah, it says a ruptured vocal cord leaves a singer only able to say Whoop Whoop. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, I don't. It's probably at the end of the show. All right. Yeah. Watch it now, PrestonSteve.com, <laughs> and it's sponsored by Punchline Philly Fishtown's newest comedy club, restaurant, and bar. And we're, we're kicking around an idea of something to do with those Daily Rush videos. I think that you will enjoy, and we'll get you details if it comes to fruition. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are, well, we're going to make an announcement. Should I announce it first? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh! <laughs> well, yeah, because you know what? If anybody's calling in that actually doesn't like this particular artist. All right. Um, all right, all so the information's right up there. Our announcement of this show, and these are the tickets you are going to win for the correct answer. A pair of tickets to see Nick Offerman. Oh! And uh, Nick will be premiering at the Vet, and he's a part-time race car driver. Absolutely. He won the Indy 500 uh-huh. 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's well-known in those circles as well. No. Did you hit the wrong button, or? I was just looking for sound effects that were okay. fun. <laughs> that was a fun one. It was fun. Uh, so he's going to be playing the Met November 2nd. Tickets go on sale Friday, uh, the 22nd. This is Friday, yes, at uh, noon at Ticketmaster.com and TheMetPhilly.com. So that's what's up for grabs. Nick Offerman, he's hilarious. So the question that I have... He's the man you want behind the wheel. uh, Here's the question that I have for you. Which figure in American history saw Nine Inch Nails perform at the Trocadero? It's true. 215-263-WMMR. We had mentioned this earlier this morning. Um, We were talking about the Trocadero. Sadly, is going away. They're going to close. But uh, which figure in American history... Saw Nine Inch Nails perform at the Trocadero, 215-263-WMMR. Call now. We're going to do the trash ride call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Well, let's see what stories we get today. What's going on, Steve? Well, R. Kelly denying claims he had a sexual relationship with Aaliyah's mom. Kelly says he's disgusted by the suggestion he would have sex with the mother of his 14-year-old wife. Oh, oh my God. The NYPD announcing the arrest of Anthony Camello for the murder of Gambino crime boss Frank Cali last week. Camello is strongly denying the charges, saying he couldn't have done it because he was, quote, at this uh, thing over there. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, Mama June Shannon of Honey Boo Boo uh, fame was arrested for possession of crack cocaine, heroin needles, and a pipe. Mama June says she will fight the charges vigorously and has secured the services of someone who's real good at lawyering. Uh. And that's your Hollywood show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Steve. We'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, which figure in American history saw Nine Inch Nails perform at the Troc? I will go to Eric. Hi there, Eric. Hello? Yeah, on the air, Eric. What's the answer? What uh, American history uh, figure in American history are we talking about? General Grant. Grant, yes. <laughs> One moment, Eric. Gonna take care of you. Get some tickets to see Nick Offerman, and he'll be performing at the Met November second. And uh, tickets go on sale Friday at noon at Ticketmaster.com and TheMetPhilly.com. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's music news on ninety three three WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Duncan. You're in luck. Duncan has $2 medium-iced coffee all day long, plus celebrate St. Patrick's Day throughout March with Duncan Delicious Irish Cream Coffee. America runs on Duncan. Excludes cold brew participation. May vary. Limited time offer. Uh, well, this is pretty cool. Surviving Beastie Boys, Adam Adrock Horvitz and Mike, Mike D. Diamond gave a keynote interview on Friday at the South by Southwest Music Conference where they revealed they will give three events next month in New York and Philadelphia. Huh. All which will be filmed by director Spike Jones. Now, it's unclear what the show is. Nobody really knows. But they will be multimedia speaking appearances and will take place uh, locally April 5th at the Tower Theater. And then April 8th and 9th at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. 
The show will be similar, from what we understand, to last year's live and direct mini tour in, conne- in connection with the release of the Beastie Boys book, which topped the New York Times bestseller list in November. The massive, nearly 600-page tome covered the entirety of the group's career and included rare photos, original illustrations, a cookbook, a graphic novel, mixtape playlist, and other surprises. Uh, the Beastie Boys ceased recording and touring in 2012 after the death of Adam MCA Yock. Of course, he had cancer. Now, the audiobook version of the Beastie Boys uh, book had a slew of narrators that included Elvis Costello, Snoop Dogg, Reverend Run of Run DMC, Chuck D., Nas, Jeff Tweedy, Steve Buscemi, Rosie Perez, Amy Poehler, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, Maya Rudolph, Chloe Savigny, John Stewart, and others. The duo said they only received two direct rejections from participation in the audiobook. One was from Chris Rock, and the other one was from Queen Latifah. Bastards! Uh, Horvitz and Diamond claim that they have a whole other book of previously unpublished stories called Funny to Us, with Horvitz saying, the three of us together for so many days and weeks and months and years and traveling all over the place, you encounter so many super weird people. And it's not funny to everybody else, but it's funny to us. So I don't know what this is going to be about, but it's very cool that they have chosen Philadelphia to be one of only two locations that they're going to go for. Damn so right. That's cool. It's good enough for Nick Offerman. We mentioned this earlier this morning. Dick Dale, who's pounding blaringly loud power chord instrumentals on songs like Miseraloo and Let's Go Trippin' earned him the title of the king of the surf guitar, has died. He was 81 years old. Passed away Saturday night. No other details were available. We like to say that he was not... It was not. It was he, not the Beach Boys, who invented surf music. Some critics have said he's right. An avid surfer, he started building a devoted Los Angeles fan base in the late 1950s. With repeated appearances at Newport's Beach Old Rendezvous Ballroom, he played Miseraloo, The Wedge, Night Rider, and other compositions at wall-rattling volume on a custom-made Fender Stratocaster guitar. Casey, can you do the solo? Not as good as Dick Dale. Uh, he developed his musical style when he sought to merge the sounds of the crashing ocean uh, waves that he heard while surfing with melodies inspired by the rockabilly music that he loved. Right. Uh, when the first of a series of beach party movies made to cash in on the phenomenon of surfing... Uh, it was released in 1963. It included Dick Dale and the Deltones performing Secret Surfing Spot as teen heartthrob Annette Funicello danced on the beach. His star dimmed after the Beatles led music music's British invasion onto the pop charts in 64, and his record label dropped him. His career was sidelined by a battle of cancer in the 60s and a serious foot infection in the 1970s. Um, and he actually, it, Back to the Beach was made by uh, Annette Funicello and Frankie Avalon in 1987, and he launched a bit of a comeback back then. He and Stevie Ray Vaughan teamed up uh, to record the classic surf instrumental pipeline for that film. And they got a Grammy nomination out of that. Uh, Dale continued to tour into his 80s in part, he said, was to pay the medical bills uh, that Advancing Age was uh, saddling him with. Uh, he regularly visited South Florida, including several appearances at Respectable Street in West Palm Beach. Uh, having beaten cancer in the 60s, he suffered a serious recurrence in 2015. So the great... Dick Dale, gone at 81. I don't think I ever heard anything that was uh, less than ultra-kinetic from him. I, did he yeah. have any ballads? Not that I know, Steve. Yeah. I mean, he probably did, but all all you really know is the really moving guitar parts. I mean, so. his hand 
I wonder if he pleasured himself like that. With the, yeah. uh, I'm done. Yep. Metallica performed the final North American show of the Worldwide Touring Cycle on Wednesday night in Grand Rapids, Michigan. The band's 18-song set closed out a run of arena shows that set several attendance records this year. Uh, the track was the band's second on these shores in support of the band's 2016 Hardwired Self-Destruct album following a number of stadium, uh, I'm sorry, sit, uh, summer stadium jaunt in 2017. Uh, it was their first full-length uh, tour of North America in eight years. They head to Europe and Australia later this year before likely the tour cycle uh, for Hardwired. Worldly likely. known good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it says Metallica will head to Europe and Australia later this year before likely the tour cycle for... Uh, before likely the tour cycle to commence. Uh, I think much maybe, fan, much of Metallica. Before likely wrapping the tour rapping cycle. Rapping or... What I'm guessing. So and uh, further news from Ukraine. Yeah, uh, Metallica play venue likely to be worldly good guys. Yes. Do you want to? You can. You can interpret my uh, my sure. story. Red Hot Chili Peppers play Chili the, Peppers, a groundbreaking Ground show. Ground is breaking for the show on Friday they at the pyramids, the pyramids of Giza in Egypt, where they have Egypt. Yes, <laughs> where they <laughs> where they have Egypt. <laughs> The entire the entire concert was live streamed for free. The entire concert, <laughs> totally prepped for free. Marking the first time that any event has been live streamed from the last standing wonder of the age. <laughs> last standing wonder for to hear this Nile is not the river. The live stream was produced by Nugs.net. Nugs.net? Yeah, the leading distribution platform for concert recordings and live streams. Uh, the In audio- my country, Nugs.net, nothing but beaver picks. Uh, the audio <laughs> of the show will be released at LiveChiliPeppers.com in multiple download formats hmm. ranging from MP3 to high-resolution audio. Uh, the Chili Peppers started releasing live recordings of every show they played in 2011 with Nugs.net and have since added a handful of archival shows dating back to the 2000s or back to 2000 uh, to LiveChiliPeppers.com. It's time. We've said before, he needs to lose that mustache. Yeah, I've gotten over it. I've been over it for a while. Uh, Motley Crue has posted its cover version, and we have a copy of this of Madonna's 1984 hit Like a Virgin. We talked about this last week. Uh, they posted it online. Uh, the track is one of four new recordings by the band that appears on the soundtrack of The Dirt, the Motley Crue biopic that will premiere on Netflix this Friday. So let's check it out, Case, whenever you're ready. Let's go for it. That's interesting. <laughs> Why are they doing that? Uh, they they well, lost the bet. No, no. Um, <laughs> Nikki Six told Billboard the idea to record that came to him while he was uh, taking a stroll walking his dogs. He said, it popped in my head. The song did. 
and I sort of looked up as if to laugh at God and went, you're pretty funny. Uh, but he initially felt it was actually a really horrible idea to cover the song, but he pitched it, and they said, yeah, let's do it. Um, so the soundtrack... Because Africa had been taken. Uh, the soundtrack to The Dirt, which also arrives on Friday, features 14 crew classics such as Dr. Feelgood, Girls, 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 ones that you would expect. In addition to the Madonna cover, the set also contains three brand new songs, including The Dirt, Crash and Burn, and Ride with the Devil. I'm looking forward to the movie. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And then finally, uh, Kiss founder Ace Frehley has just rolled out a dozen spring and summer tour dates in support of his 2018 critically acclaimed solo set, The Spaceman. KC, if you can find that. I got it. I definitely want to hear it. Uh, Frehley kicks off the run on May 2nd. Uh, The closest that he'll be in our area is in Sayreville, at the Starland Ballroom, and that is going to be on June 30th. There it is, Casey. This is when we asked Ace about what we would see at his show. This was years ago yeah. uh, on stage, and he said this. It could be a full-blown show with sure. a, little, a goddamn spaceship on it. <laughs> a goddamn spaceship. Oh, it no. could be a full-blown show with sure. a, little, a goddamn spaceship on it. <laughs> I liked him. I know, me too. Uh, so, yep, he'll be at uh, Sayreville Theater. Uh, I'm sorry, the Starland Ballroom in Sayreville in uh, New Jersey on June 30th. And there you go. That's what I got for you. That's nice. That's it in music news this morning. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, which, by the way, very cool trip to Hollywood. So don't want you to miss out on it. So we'll return with that, and we'll see uh, how Pierre's doing, how his weekend was. We'll be right back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, The Warhawks. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com. Keyboard Local Shots. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. They were calling for some rain. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Nothing so far. But just passing showers. Uh, high 48 today. Sunny tomorrow, 52. Sunny Wednesday, 55. I like where this is going. And uh, maybe up near 60 degrees on a Thursday. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be great. See how that uh, turns out. Hey, some thank yous. Today was a fun day back, uh, getting back into the swing of things. You know, when you travel, it kind of takes a little bit out of you. But uh, I've enjoyed today's program. It's been fun. Very, very fun. And thank you to our two guests that were on the show, both Todd Harriman's and Riley Cote were here. Um, And Riley has the Help Heals Foundation, his nonprofit. But he and Todd are partners in a group called Body Check Wellness. And they are, you know, basically CBD oils and uh, things that you can do for um, pain management and anti-inflammatories. You just used something, one of the products, right? I did. Uh, and this... your breasts look beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I've been working on that. No, they it's this hemp extract. And uh, I, I can't take ibuprofen. I am allergic to it. As of now, I'm actually going to get an allergy test to make yeah. sure that I am indeed allergic. But I haven't taken ibuprofen in 15 mm. years or more, probably. 
Um, so I use some of this per Todd's suggestion, and I have uh, lower back pain all the time. All the time. And my back feels better. Okay. Is, is there any extra over there? Uh, there's a lot. All right. Yeah, so you um, want to try it? Yeah, but because also if it's psychosomatic and it works, it's still working. Yeah, even like I was about to say, even if it is, if, if it's psychosomatic, um, but uh, these guys, you know, believe in the, and, and I'm coming around on it for sure, too, so. Um, uh, honestly, there's a, a wealth of stuff out there, and if that stuff can help people stay away from things that are very addictive, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, I did two uh, uh, droppers full under my tongue, and... Um, my back does not hurt as bad as it did earlier, so yay. Yeah. Yay for me. I'm happy. But uh, check out their products at Body Check Wellness, and uh, it might be something that uh, that you're looking for. So it's cool to have those guys by here. Uh, Pierre is here. Hey, man. How was your weekend? Good day. Good day. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank Floridians. you. Floridians. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was nice, man. What, uh, what was the temperature? Um, 80 degrees. Okay. Roughly 80. So, you know, comfortable. Breeze. Yeah, it was not a nice too, breeze. Not humid, really. I, I never felt really sweaty or hot or no. anything like that. It just felt nice. When I, once I was doing the Lombada and I felt a little... <laughs> yeah, you know. When, little, when you were there last year, it was a little cold, wasn't it? It was very cold. Yeah. Just in the morning. Okay. Uh, but it was like 40 degrees. It was insane. Now, but was, we got there, and it was almost 70 degrees. So yeah, we difference. were in T-shirts and shorts one time. Oh, we arrived oh, there at uh, what, a quarter to five in the morning. Uh, when you um, uh, f- finished up, did you stay for a couple of days, or did you come right back? Uh, so we stuck around for a little while. Okay. Uh, so my mom and sister live in St. Petersburg. Uh, so I went and spent uh, the weekend with them. Oh, cool. Uh, everybody kind of did some stuff. Steve came back on Saturday. Yeah, I went oh. back to the hotel. I worked oh. out. I had a turkey club sandwich. I went to sleep and came back on Saturday. <laughs> Very nice. Now, how close to the ocean were you? Or were you able to hit right the Right on the beach. Yeah. Right there. Right wow. there. Well, the Gulf. Wow. Well, the, I mean, the Gulf of the Beach. The Gulf of the Beach. Yeah. No, well, not the ocean, but the Gulf of Mexico. You're yeah. on the left side. Uh, yeah. Of of the um, pier, uh, the, the pyramids, the boot, yes. peninsula, the left side of the pyramids. We were within eyesight of the yeah. pyramids on yeah. the left side of the <laughs> boot, and beautiful. you saw the peppers playing down there. Yep. we did. And the pyramid that is Florida, Giza. Right when, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's Giza, and then there's old Giza. It's, yeah, the <laughs> <Your> old Giza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were Gulf side, and it was uh, beautiful and uh, really, so really cool. nice. Full of water. Full of water. That uh, I saw Bethany Frankel getting a pedicure at the no. pool. Not at our pool. It was a different pool. Yes, out at the pool. And I was like, I wonder if that's like a service here or if she's just kind of being a diva and getting a pedicure out at the pool. And I so I, I did a little research. I looked and it looked as though it was, she was being a diva. Really? So that it's not a service that the hotel provides? Oh, they they need special accommodation what for right. what Bethany other, Frankel. What other hotel were you at? Uh, I was at a hotel right in Clearwater. My friends were staying at a different hotel, and oh, we went there. Okay. It's a very like the high end, yeah, the Sam Pearl, yeah, very high end hotel. It's beautiful, and uh, yeah, she was outside getting a pedicure. Do they have okay. turkey clubs? Uh, they probably do. Okay, I had a salad, but uh, they probably have turkey clubs. Um, what's up with the Maserati? Where'd that come from? So. Uh, a friend of mine lives down there, and uh, he broke his wrist. He said he can't drive. I have a car. I was going to rent my own car. Uh, and so he said, do not rent a car. Come to my house and, and get the car. So I did. We showed up. And the you garage door. No, the garage door was open. We pull up, and Casey goes, are you driving the Maserati? And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't know. And sure enough, I was. Wow. <laughs> 
Was it uh, difficult to drive or? No. Oh, or... no, not at all. No, you know what? It was uh, like one of those ones that could switch from manual to automatic. Okay. Kathy um, had a very different vacation than the rest of us. So, <laughs> you know, Preston played 31 with his family. Yeah. Uh, you know. I, I visited I, family, which is why I got the car. Kathy drove the Maserati. <laughs> Maserati. Yeah, and went to the luxury hotel. <laughs> you got it with, uh, with Bethany Frankel while she got a mani-pedi on the, uh, by the pool. What you guys were say... in the uh, Motel 6 down the road. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There was a lot of turkey on my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but anyhow, it was it was fun. A little uh, getaway, short vacation. Very cool and yeah. very sports inspirational. Yeah, yes. very much so. Yeah. yeah. All right, we have a really cool trip to give away. We can't do it without you. I rock. All right, let's do it. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the Daily Letter and the Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter H as in how. Hollywood. Yeah, man, and that's where we're going to send you. A trip for two for, I'm sorry, not that, a trip for four uh, to the premiere of WB's Shazam Thursday, March 28th. So it's next week, yeah, next week, uh, at the TLC Chinese Theater in L.A. Shazam hits theaters April 5th. Yeah, and Pierre, while we were flying out, uh, we met a, uh, a woman that works at the airport, and she had won our trip to see the premiere of the movie Bumblebee in L.A. at the TLC Theater as well, said it was, she was telling us all about the trip and how wow. cool it was. Yeah, so they, these these trips that we give away, they really take care of you. I mean, so. you know, you could pause and just focus on these trips. I mean, you have so many things on this program. There's so many moving parts, as I like to say, that that it, you could almost say, yeah, okay, and we got a trip to Hollywood. Wait a minute. It's not just a trip to Hollywood. Yeah. You're going to go to, you know, what what was Grauman's Chinese Theater, wasn't that? What was that's that? where it is, yeah. That famous theater where all the movie stars put their handprints in, you know, and all these other packages that go along with it, you know, in the movie, and they get to go to the premiere and yeah. see the stars and the hotels and I mean these are incredible packages. That they you guys they really are. There's They're no way phenomenal. you could. I mean you couldn't piece together something like this buying it. So the the movie company pulls out all the stops. They want you to come back and say, oh, "It was awesome." Well, but, and they got the dough, yeah. you know, and so they give these trips to you guys, and I mean, they're just, they're stupendous trips. Yeah, yeah. very cool. Stuff. So another one this week's pretty right. cool. Uh, what do you got coming up, man? Uh, not much. Okay. Not much? <laughs> no. I uh, I have a fun week uh, and a fun day in terms of the week. I'll have tickets all this week for the Black Keys, uh, which goes on sale. Uh, and that includes being put in the running for a grand prize trip uh, for two to Florida to meet the band. So I have a, I have a little cool thing, too. Yeah. Uh, too. And... Um, <laughs> Not quite as cool as you, but I have a little cool thing, too. And I have Workforce Block today of Allison Chains for Jerry Cantrell's birthday. I've got uh, Cinderella, which will be fun, for Jeff Labar's birthday of the band, and a Workforce Block of Muse. So we'll have a good day. All right. Excellent. Uh, Let me see. Just want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today uh, by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International. We all used we did Winter Airport Parking on Thursday and yesterday. Love they it. Want, they they detailed my car. Them. They detailed my car too. Yep. What's that, Pierre? I was going to drive you guys. Yeah. No. No, you passed. We went with the pros. Uh, Pierre's courier service. Also brought to you by Meineke, America's choice for auto repair. Tomorrow on the program. Did you write anything down? I did. It's right there. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, tomorrow on the program we have oh. Casey finally gets his dream, although not really. 
We just got back from Florida. Casey's <laughs> always wanted to see an alligator in the wild. Instead of an alligator in the wild, we'll have an alligator in the studio. What? Listen, morning. that's something. And it's Wally, the emotional support alligator. We've been waiting on no, this one. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then we were going to have uh, Rosemary Connors from NBC10 and Dead Tuesday and a bunch of other stuff. And you know what? It's Free Music Monday and I forgot to do this. I have a uh, prize pack from the new Motley Crue film, The Dirt, which is out on Friday at Netflix. Wow. You get a copy of the soundtrack, the book. And uh, that the movie is based on and an exclusive movie poster. Uh, caller number 16 is we're leaving. We'll set you up. 215-263-WMMR. Watch the Dirt movie trailer at WMMR.com. That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye.